Hello and welcome to the conversation. I'm Heil Russell. And I am Dustin Jackson. And Dustin. Hello. Hello. You know, December. <laughs> December usually isn't a big news month for the Donkey Kong universe. We here at DK Vine, of course, still manage to report on little things that are happening across the spectrum of Donkey Kong and Rare and Platonic, but generally news does not break in December. It's kind of a sleepy little time of the year. I think the last time we really had anything major to discuss in December, it was a decade ago, exactly, when Cranky Kong was announced as a playable character in Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, and this was revealed at the Spike Video Game Awards, the the predecessor to the current um, Game Awards. And Cranky Kong was announced at the Spike Video Game Awards. We were actually recording the conversation while it was happening, and we kind of stopped midstream, and and it kind of <laughs> took over the podcast. But very serious Nintendo fans were outraged that Nintendo wasted their prime s- slot at the Spike Video Game Awards to announce something as inconsequential as Cranky Kong being the fourth playable character in Tropical Freeze. They threatened to burn the auditorium down because they they had convinced themselves that Nintendo had heard the backlash about Tropical Freeze and they were going to either announce its cancellation or, or just announce that Metroid Prime 4 would immediately start development afterwards. And when no, (laughs) when no Metroid Prime 4 announcement came, they, Threatened to burn the auditorium down. Uh, I might be misremembering oh a little bit there. You, but... you'd, you'd think they would, you'd think they would like it since, cause Spike, Spike TV is the channel for men and, you know, Cranky Kong's one of them. <laughs> I can't fault that logic, Dustin. It's holding up in my brain. It's airtight. He's one of their own. Yeah. So that was the last time we Donkey Kong universe fans had a metaphorical gift of news underneath our tree or by our menorah or uh, Bodhi tree or, uh, you know, uh, whatever you may or may not celebrate in December. We we all appreciate a good bounty of news from the gift giver sack and... We're not used to it in December. December is is kind of, like I said, the sleepy month. A lot of game studios are just, like, clocking out early. They're like, all right, you get, like, a three-week holiday break. And uh, everything shuts down. We're, at DK Vine, we're working up till, like, Christmas Eve, and then we're right back to it December 26th. But, you know, the slackers over at Rare and Platonic, they go home early. And... <laughs> Here we are. It's December 2023, and we've got a huge conversation ahead of us because we have a monumental Donkey Kong story that broke earlier in the week. It'll be a week from when this episode goes live for everyone, but this is a story we have known. We've known it's been coming for... uh, 
over six years now. Uh, That's but a long time. A I'm, long not, time. I'm not going to mince words with you, Isle. It's it, it it is a very long time we've been following this story, and here we are at the precipice of it all coming out. It's the official target date and reveal for the Donkey Kong theme park at Super Nintendo World. We're talking about all the news that was revealed this week for it. We did do an episode, Dustin and I, back in August of this year, where we discussed everything we knew about the theme park up until that point. And I'm happy to say all of it pretty much holds up. We we, we were spot on, Dustin. High five. We did a good job. We we did a great job. There are some little, not corrections, but changed things we we will be discussing. And a bevy, just a bevy, Dustin, of new information. So we're going to be getting into all of that. We got a lot of calls to take. We're going to be checking in with the live stream. We're going to be juggling the balls this episode. So be prepared. I'm I'm going nuts over here, Heil. I'm I'm so excited. I'm I'm getting a, a little aroused at how excited I am. All right. Well, just make sure you keep to your side of the room. We have the dividing line right. a- across the middle of the floor. You know, right? That's I your remember. Side. Yeah, you can't. Your stuff can't cross my side. My stuff can't cross your side, and that includes erections. Right. Right. I- I'll try my best right. for you. Uh, so speaking of erections, I want to really quickly uh, plug our own wares uh, because DK Vine, I think, is going to be a great 2024. And I know I, I come into every year saying this is it. This is going to be a great year. But I think the stars are really aligning for the DKU. Regardless of what games we get, I think 2024 will be providing us a lot to talk about. And we already know that's going to be the case with the news that broke this past week. And if you like the job DK Vine does, if you want to support independent Donkey Kong journalism, then please, you know, think about backing us on Patreon. We are funded almost entirely by our patrons. I don't have any billionaire backers here. Uh, nobody is bankrolling DK Vine from, from the Saudis to uh, Russian mobsters. None of that's happening here. I, I'm doing this through just pure crowdsourcing and it's you it's you the audience that keeps dk vine going it's how i can do this full time money's tight not gonna lie but uh we we are we are charging ahead i'm really feeling good about it so if you want to support dk vine go to dkvine.com forward slash patreon or patreon.com forward slash dk vine because 2024 is going to be a big year for the dku also hopefully big in 2024 will be our youtube channel i am renewing attention to our youtube channel after not abandoning it but not really doing much in the way of videos. And right now that I'm doing DK Vine full-time, it's one area where I definitely want to refocus my efforts and, and hopefully, you know, get monetized on YouTube again. That's a whole thing. But even if we can't make that work, I still want to have video content, you know. 
feel like I owe it to our patrons and our audience. And we're going to have a lot of short form videos explaining the lore of the DKU and hopefully some longer stuff as well. You know, getting into some of the topics we discussed on the conversation in the past, but with visual aids, you know, explaining some of this stuff to people who don't listen to the podcast, who can't sit through four hours of us yammering on and on and on. There's a lot of scintillating information that we've given out on the conversation over the years from the history of the development of these games to what may be ahead in the future. And I think, you know, if we actually put them in video form, maybe more people would know about it. So DK Vine on YouTube is going to be one of my focuses in the coming year. So make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. You know, Heil, yeah. I, I was just watching the DK Vine YouTube the other day, actually. Uh, some some real good content you have on there. Uh, I mean, it was just the Diddy Kong Racing Nintendo Power video, so you didn't actually make it, but no. I did watch it on, on the DK Vine page. Yeah, I really hated that one, that the Diddy Kong Racing VHS tape. <laughs> oh, I love that one. It's it's so shitty. It's so bad. Like, I I enjoy <laughs> Donkey Kong Country Exposed, with which this episode partially borrowed its name. Uh, because it's so of 1994 that you can't help but adore it. It, it's, it, it is like <laughs> just this vintage period piece. Like somebody actually wants to taste the 1990s as people remember the 1990s. Watch that video. And I love the Banjo Kazooie one from 1998 with John Lovitz being right. the narrator because it's John Lovitz talking about Banjo Kazooie for like 10 minutes. How could you hate that? And it's just very straightforward. They're not trying to make like a big joke out of it, like the Diddy Kong Racing one. But that is kind of why I like the Diddy Kong Racing one. It's just so over the top and bad and dumb. The Diddy but Kong Racing like in one. in a purposeful way? Well, yeah, the Diddy Kong Racing one and Hot News 64 for Donkey Kong 64. <laughs> those are my least favorite of the two. I'm like, how did you get it so <laughs> right with those other two and so wrong with those, two. the uh, the one I did for the N64, which we do not have on our YouTube channel, where they uh, invited like three of the world's best gamers who were just paid actors from the Seattle area uh, to Nintendo to try out the N64, and they were just obnoxious <laughs> douches. But um, I don't remember that one. Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. But it's not as bad as the Diddy Kong Racing one or Hot News 64. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, I, um, g- I'm glad you're getting some use out of our YouTube channel. It's a great repository for stuff like that. So, uh, I, I do want to have original content on there, but you know, one, one step at a yeah. time. Uh, finally, make sure you check us out on T Public. We have a merchandise store. It's at dkbun.com forward slash merchandise. Grab yourself a fun, cute look to wear when you travel to Super Nintendo World and ride the roller coaster at the Donkey Kong section. You 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 want to dress for success. You want to look like you belong. And we have a variety of fun options for you to just blend right into the Congo jungle. So check it out. It, it's our merchandise store. It's on TeePublic. Get shopping. Yeah, what's stopping you? Dustin, 
Hello. Hello. <laughs> this past <laughs> Tuesday morning in Japan, Monday night in North America, Universal Studios finally released official details for the Donkey Kong expansion to Super Nintendo World in Universal Studios Japan. Confirming our reporting on it for the past couple of years, it is officially called Donkey Kong Country. Woo! Yeah, and this is surprising to some, considering how Donkey Kong Country was never the brand in Japan. Uh, it, it's it's the, the term used for the series in the West, and in Japan, of course, it was called Super Donkey Kong, and... They, they they didn't use it for the retro era, so it's it's surprising to some who who view this stuff like well what the what Nintendo does in Japan is the like ultimate canon for everything else like that takes precedent because it's their home country, but they're using Donkey Kong Country as the name, and I think. I don't know if it's an effort to standardize it worldwide. Like, I don't know if they will ever use this name for a game in Japan. But I think it's just a very catchy term when referring to a Donkey Kong land. It'll obviously play well here in the United States. And I I think that they have to at least be aware that it is known in by fans of Japan, like oh, Donkey Kong Country is what what it's called in the West, and you know, I think it works. I I wouldn't want it to be called anything else, honestly. Like thinking about it, thinking about what they're going to call this area, you know, there's like a, Donkey Kong Island was what I like loosely called it at first before I I had been tipped off that it had been called Donkey Kong Country, and then. From there, I was like, no, Donkey Kong Country is actually just, like, the perfect name for it because it's a very evocative name that doesn't have to be very descriptive. Like, oh, you're not saying this is an island per se. It's just kind of this wild landscape in which Donkey Kong roams. It's Donkey Kong Country. I love it. Yeah, exactly. So... With it comes a logo that is basically the Donkey Kong Country logo as seen in the Donkey Kong Country Returns and Tropical Freeze logo. Just, just sort of, um, like they, they, they curved the Donkey Kong, like they did the arc shape for it, uh, arch, you know, and, um, I have to say, like, the, the retro era Donkey Kong Country logo without any subtitle. Or, or without any, like, other words alongside it. It looks kind of naked. Uh, it looks a little bit weird because I'm so used to Donkey Kong Country by itself being the Rare Era logo with the, like, bluish-green gradient for country. Right. You know what it, you know what it's weird yeah. about it for me is I think the country part is just a little too small. It's like Donkey Kong country, country. Right. <laughs> Obviously, you want to emphasize Donkey Kong in this case, where right. with the Rare Era logo, you wanted to emphasize that it was more than just Donkey Kong. It wasn't just this ape throwing girders at Mario. It was this whole other beast entirely. Whereas here, you want to incorporate the country, but you want the emphasis to be on Donkey Kong. So it makes sense to me. 
And, you know, I, I don't really have an issue with it. I'm glad the name's being used. I do prefer the Rare Era logo, but I understand that's probably biased on my part because that's what I grew up with. And changes. Right. It's, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's a little plain, but I think, again, like they, they made the Donkey Kong lettering a little bit raised too. So it's not just this kind of flat, um, Donkey Kong and, you know, you got the stars and the O's. It, it's fine. It, it's fine for a logo. Yeah. And I would be fine if this was like the, the way the Donkey Kong branding looked on the games honestly i kind of like this arch for the logo it works for me yeah i i I agree i i think it makes it gives it a little bit of visual flair without being like overpowered and it it looks good on a sign above a door of a theme park land yeah yeah i guess that is the most important part of this (laughs) right right so the reveal announced that this expansion is scheduled to open in Japan in spring 2024. So sometime between March and June, because that is the springtime in Japan, uh, they're, they're keeping it purposely vague because they don't know when it'll be ready. They have to work out the kinks, right? They don't want anybody right, to someday. die. They don't want anybody to die on the minecart roller coaster. <laughs> That's the most important That's thing. That's nice of them. Yeah, they don't they don't want any fatalities at the hands of Tiki Tong. So that's the target window for the Japan opening. Now the US version will be opening alongside the rest of Epic Universe and the entirety of Super Nintendo World in the Orlando Park in 2025. So we here in the Americas or those who find it easier to travel to the United States, we'll have to wait a little bit longer for our iteration of this park, but they should be virtually identical, save for one or two things. I actually think the park in the United States will have more flourishes than the park in Osaka, but I will get into that in just a bit. Uh, So with this announcement came just a large buffet of new details. We gorged ourselves like we were eating a golden corral, Dustin. We we just kept coming <laughs> back for more and we filled up our plate with unique stuff, like all these fried foods and chocolate fountain garbage and it it's just it was just an amazing like 24-hour news cycle. I had to keep doing news stories or updating news stories. It was, it was terrific. Um and we we got new artwork. We got merchandise for the park that was um, like preview merchandise designed to increase awareness and excitement for the Donkey Kong brand in Universal Studios Japan. And a lot of confirmation of details which we've previously known or theorized about. Now... Pretty much all of our reporting on Donkey Kong Country in Super Nintendo World over the past six years was confirmed. Save for one minor element that is still up in the air. And it's the one we knew was going to be up in the air. We pretty much called it from the moment that we spotted this and we were like, I, I wonder if that's going to make the final cut. We don't know if it's made <laughs> the final cut, but we'll save that for just a bit. Now, we haven't been the only ones following this story, of course. I think we have been 
in all honesty, the video game news outlet who has been most vested in it. Now, not for Super Nintendo World, not for like the, the overall park, but for the Donkey Kong section, for Donkey Kong Country, I think we have been the best games news outlet on all of this. I, I, I think... I, I think so. I, I mean, it's the only one that I've checked... But I, yeah. I would bet that it is. Like, I know Game Explain has done videos about it, but I think just getting in-depth, getting into the weeds about everything, we have done the best job. But it's a huge, huge story in the theme park world, which, honestly, Dustin, the theme park world just dwarfs video game news sites as far as the number of outlets and the sheer passion they have for it go. Like, for... Every DK Vine in the video game news ecosystem, there are 20 theme park websites, all with their own reporters and staff. And it's it's a huge like, niche industry. Oh, no need to tell me. My mom watches Disneyland videos all day, every day. She's always looking at sites, reading up about Disney. She, she's a real Disneyland head, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. I just called you Kyle. You just called me Kyle, which I find disconcerting. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I, I'm not Kyle. Like, for all of my life, I've just kind of grinned and bared it when people call me Kyle. But I think I'm at the point where I'm just like, no, you know what? I don't like that name. Call yeah, me Kyle. That, that's how I am every time people call me Justin. Justin, Anytime right. I order a drink. So... There, just for the record, there is a transcription service that comes with the DK Vine hotline. So when I get the calls, there is this loose, like, voice to text transcription I could read. And one of the, uh, transcriptions for this episode called you Justin. And I'm sorry about that. Oh, it happens. I get it all the time. So anyway, the theme park. Like news industry is enormous and a lot of the really great reporting on Donkey Kong Country over the past couple of years has been done by Alicia Stella of Orlando Park Stop also on YouTube as Theme Park Stop but I gave a shout out to Alicia Stella on the episode we've recorded in August of this year and she's been one of the ones who has not only gotten the details right, but gotten the specific Donkey Kong nomenclature and lore right. Like, no cutting oh, wow. corners, getting all of the terminology correct. And I, I just want to give another shout out to Alicia Stella and Orlando Park Stop slash Theme Park Stop. Because it's rare for non-Donkey Kong fanatics to get all of that correct. And so, yeah. Bravo. You get the DK Vine stamp of approval right there. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, so check out Orlando Park Stop if you want to see a lot of great reporting on this that's not done by DK Vine. Now, I, I want to read to you, Dustin. Uh, so this is from oh the Universal Studios Japan website. This is the introductory text for the... Donkey Kong expansion, because they updated all the Super Nintendo World copy text for right. the, the website to 
sort of get everybody ready for this huge expansion, which I think it like expands the size of the park by something like 60 to 70%. It's, it's almost the size of the super Mario section of the park, but like this is fully starting to embrace Donkey Kong. And so they've, started to lay the groundwork. So from now till the opening of Donkey Kong Country, everything's about getting people ready for the opening of DKC. So this getting is, people pumped. So this is from the English on the Universal Studios Japan website, you can actually select the language that's displayed for you. So this is the in-house English translation from the Universal Studios Japan website. And this, this is under just the Super Nintendo World section. Immerse yourself in the world of Mario and friends and use your whole body to have fun. And now Donkey Kong has arrived? Anything can happen in his jungle, and that means thrills and exhilaration. Before you know it, you'll be all caught up in the excitement, body and soul. This is the only place in the world where kids and grown-ups alike can return to the wild and play all out with Mario and Donkey <laughs> Kong. The magic word is play wild. Awaken your instinct to play. Wow. Yeah, so... You know I love playing all out. I just love... uh You'll be caught up in the excitement, body and soul. That seems <laughs> pretty serious. Yeah, usually it's just one or the other. Right, like Donkey Kong's coming for both. Watch out. You, <laughs> you, you better not cry, you better not pout. Um, he knows when you've been sleeping. So... Yeah, that, that, that seems pretty intense. But when, when I went to compile these show notes, I was like, I don't remember reading that. I don't like, did they change this? Because I was there earlier this week and it seemed like it was different. So it turns out what happened was the first time I visited the website, I actually let Google translate the native Japanese text rather than use the in-house English text. So you got a slight right. different variation on the text. And I want to read that to you, because if you thought that sounded intense, Dustin, this copy sounds just overtly sexual. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So here we go. This this is what happens when Google translates the native Japanese text on the Universal Studios Japan website under the Super Nintendo World section. Immerse yourself in the world of Mario and friends and enjoy it to the fullest. Enjoy the thrill of not knowing what will happen in the jungle with your new friend Donkey Kong. Before you know it, your body and mind won't stop pounding. Oh, whoa. This is the only place in the world where both children and adults can return to the wild and immerse themselves in playing games with Mario, Donkey Kong, and the others. The password is play wild. Come on, wake up your plain instincts. I gotta 
admit, Heil, I yeah. would be a little pissed off if I got to the park and didn't remember what the password was. Right. Which, I just don't get to go into Donkey Kong Country. In that case, password read as safe word to me. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, wake up your plain instincts. Just I, I don't know. That's poetry. I and, and um, <laughs> play wild is the motto, the slogan they're using to promote Donkey Kong Country. Which I don't know. It, it's a little clunky in my mind, but I appreciate it. I appreciate what it's trying to do. You know, play wild. Yeah, yeah. You know. I agree. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to enjoying the thrill of not knowing what will happen in the jungle with my new friend Donkey Kong. <laughs> right. So, yeah, it sounds like, well, it's just you and me, Donkey Kong. We're all alone here in the jungle. <laughs> Anything can happen in the jungle. Anything. And then before you know it, your body won't stop pounding. <laughs> Was that your foot, DK? <laughs> so... I love this. So then you click on the Donkey Kong Country section, and here is the blurb. Um, Google kind of botches this, so I just went with the actual in-house English translation on the website. I'm not going to okay. do I'm not going to do the Will Arnett voice anymore because it's going to thrash my throat. All right. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? This is an important episode. We're going to do it. Step foot into an unknown wild space. With lush greenery. In this jungle, where Donkey Kong and his friends live, you can hop on a minecart from the Golden Temple for a thrilling ride through the mines. Challenge yourself at a play experience using your whole body and have loads of other wild adventures. Plus, you can check out all the food and merchandise in the middle of the jungle. Awaken your instinct to play and enjoy all the fun and surprises that the world of Donkey Kong has to offer. Okay, okay, that that one at least feels a little more, a little safer, a little more, oh, we're inviting you to have a good time. This isn't, you're going to have fun, but it's not going to be like a, a huge don't don't feel the pressure. Right, it's more PG-13, that one. Like, there might be a yeah. brief like nudity scene there might be one f-bomb here or there but otherwise right but it's tastefully used right right it's cinema it's when when donkey (laughs) kong you know goes blue you know when 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 funky kong steps out with the bathrobe and disrobes you know it's going to be tastefully shot yeah it's it's purposeful there's going to be an intimacy coordinator on set <laughs> uh, but I I love that, and it's just surreal to me to like hear this stuff spat out at me from something that isn't our insular little world. Like hearing the Golden Temple again, hearing like you know just enjoy all the fun and surprises that the world of Donkey Kong has to offer. I'm like, you're telling me, I yeah. know, I know. Yeah, that's this. usually what you're saying, <laughs> right? Right. I don't have to do the hype work here. Dustin, they're doing it for me. <laughs> uh, and so with all of this came, I don't want to call them renders, but they're kind of renders. They're like composite. Ren- right. They're like composite renders slash real people screaming in a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> That's, they look like they're having fun. 
Yeah, so we got... I assume. We got two of them. One for the new vision for Super Nintendo World, and one for Donkey Kong Country in particular. So the first one, it's to show that Super Nintendo World is now more than just Mario. So it's half Super Mario and his cast and his land, and it's half Donkey Kong Country and the Donkey Kong cast and the Donkey Kong land. And it just split down the middle. And it is the most validating thing in the world to see Donkey Kong getting 50-50 billing with Mario on anything. And and not just having yeah. it be like, here's Donkey Kong in Mario's world. Mario rules. Donkey Kong is always going to be... Um, consumed by the monolith by by the behemoth that is the super yeah. mario franchise and here it's like no yeah we're doing you a favor having donkey kong here yeah why aren't you happy about this latest mario party game at least donkey kong's appearing in something <laughs> but but here it's it's no it, it's it's a 50 50 equal partnership where where it's not just yeah. mario versus donkey kong where donkey kong is the antagonist in a mario game it's Mario and Donkey Kong Country side by side, back to back. And like, I haven't seen this kind of reverence for Donkey Kong Country since the 1990s, Dustin. Like, obviously, we've had blips, like 2010, you know, Donkey Kong Country Returns is our big holiday game. We're, we're going to treat it like it's right. important again. But to see it on equal footing with Mario, not just, well, Mario's not doing anything right now, so I guess we can promote Donkey Kong. It, it's no. Donkey Kong Country is a premium brand for Nintendo, for Universal. And it's part and parcel with these, uh, the, the identity of the park from now on. If you had asked me before Donkey Kong Country theme park was announced, I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been my first guess for the second part of Nintendo Land. Mm. I would have said, like, Zelda or something. I I, th- I think you uh, and every I'm other so Nintendo fan out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you're getting a lot of that this week. Why isn't it Zelda? But, um... Right, well, I'm just, I'm just so used to exactly what you said, Donkey Kong just being, like, a, a concession, like... You're lucky to have Donkey Kong make an appearance here with Mario. Uh, But no, Donkey Kong gets to be its own whole thing. Yeah, yeah. In the live stream, Freezer says, where is Stanley World? She didn't actually say it like that. (laughs) I was just going off of my my, my previous statement about Zelda. Yeah, what, what what I really like about this is that the, like... They don't just put Donkey Kong characters with the Mushroom Kingdom backdrop. It's like half of this is like the um, Super Mario 3D World kind of landscape that the Mario side of the park is designed with. And then the other half is the Golden Temple and the jungle. And there's just this stark divide that is just beautiful to see as a Donkey Kong fan. Like I said, it's yeah. very validating. And not that I find validation through how much attention Donkey Kong or the Donkey Kong universe gets, because obviously I'm fine making my own kind of music, to quote Mama Cass, but <laughs> to, to, to see it, it still fills my heart with pride for you know, everybody involved behind the scenes who made Donkey Kong Country 
a success from rare to retro. And, and so this is great. Like I, I look at this and I see characters designed by Kev Bayless and Steve Mails, like created by them, you know, or, or, or tweaked by them. And I'm just like, I, I know they're not getting a cut from any of this, which sucks, but I, I'm thinking like they must be proud that they helped create something that has this kind of reach nearly 30 years later. Totally. I I know I'd be overjoyed. Like, th- think about how many things get to have this big a presence at a theme park. It's it's very, very few. Yeah, Harry Potter, Star Wars, anything Disney-related. Donkey Kong has never been at that level. Never had that pedigree. Right. At the most... You would have thought maybe someday there would be a Nintendo theme park and we would have a Donkey Kong ride or something. But right. to have a whole section devoted to it, and, and people are already arguing online, well, it's not really a big section. It's mostly just the roller coaster. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's still a lavishly themed area for it. it. You know, it's. Yeah, I mean, that's like saying Super Nintendo Land is just the Mario Kart ride. Yeah, yeah. So. It doesn't matter. It's a lot of cool stuff. So on this image, which I think this image was shown first, um, and obviously they did this kind of stage presentation at um, Universal Japan where they they showed everything off. So information was kind of doled out online, you know, pieces after that. This is the first I saw. I think this is the first most people saw this image, this render right here. And you can go to dkvine.com, look at the news story for this. We have it all there. We have it all documented. But the the big takeaways from this was, oh my god, Dixie Kong. So, So in this image, we have Donkey Kong and Mario sort of jumping um, at, at the forefront, you know, kind of kicking off their respective sides of the park. And um, on the Donkey Kong side, we have Diddy Kong kind of doing this, like, charging run next to the family in the minecart. And then you've got, like, the Golden Temple facade behind them. And then there's Dixie Kong seemingly doing her, like, hair twirl through the air. This is our first indication that Dixie would be involved at all with theme park. None of this was leaked. None of this was on any of the concept art. And, you know, Dixie is, of course, I, I would argue the third most important character in the series. Some people may quibble with that. They're like, well, it's cranky. Well, Funky Kong is more well known at this point. But if you're looking at the heart and soul Dixie is the third protagonist, um, right underneath Dick- Diddy Kong. And yeah, I wasn't sure if Dixie would have a role at first or, or if like maybe they would have somebody in a Dixie costume eventually, but here she is. Here she is on the art. And, uh, it's, yeah. it's just always great to see her because I remember starting after Donkey Kong Land 3, where there is just this huge length of time where Dixie was not in anything. And yeah, I mean, this started under Rare, where Dixie was 
not even brought into Donkey Kong 64, which is, you know, I like Tiny. I do like Tiny Kong as a character, but I, I feel like it's a disservice to the most important female character in the Donkey Kong series to say she can just be replaced with another one. It, whatever, they're interchangeable. So you wouldn't do that to Diddy, you know? So Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't come up with a new Kong with a hat and just say, oh yeah, Diddy's not here this time, but this time we have Doinky Kong. Doinky Kong, his little brother. Isn't he cool? <laughs> he farts. He's the exact same as Diddy and you won't miss him. No, he farts. This one farts. He farts all the time. Yeah. <laughs> You, you Pretty collect, cool. You collect the crystal coconuts and the flatulence just goes flying. <laughs> yeah. He'll be in the next Smash Brothers. And then, of course, Dixie just really didn't show up until the mid-aughts when she started appearing in stuff like your Donkey Konga 2s and your Payon games. And she started appearing in some Mario side games you know the the sports games and what have you uh but even then right. it was still very much a limited capacity and it really wasn't very until, sporadically yeah it wasn't until tropical freeze that it really felt like oh dixie kong's getting her due again and i think since then it's always been kind of on the bubble like diddy is pretty much assured right like like Right. D- Diddy's probably going to be in something, and it's shocking if he isn't. But but Dixie's always like, cross your fingers. And so yeah, I, I'm, could she? Could she not? So Dixie just makes me happy to see her. Like she's, she's yeah, my, she's she's my second favorite character, and honestly, she's basically tied with Diddy as my favorite character. So I'm I'm super happy to see Dixie here. I I was just talking to someone the other day where. Even after Tropical Freeze, which feels like it should have cemented Dixie's place in the Donkey Kong series. I mean, it really should have with DKC 2 and 3, but anyway. Yeah, it feels like even after Tropical Freeze, it feels like... Well, part of it's we haven't had a new game, but it just feels like Dixie is not always a guarantee. Even though she should be. Uh, So, this is very cool to see. Yeah. Yeah, so very happy she's there. We also got our first look, uh, our first official look, I should say, at Rambi in this part. Yeah, it's our first love official, that guy. It's our first official look at Diddy in this part too. But we knew Rambi was going to be involved from the diorama, from all the leaks, and we knew he was going to be involved in some sort of bongo mini game in the park. Right, but. Rambi has seemingly a new render, and this is this is the huge surprise here. So this render of Rambi is an updated render. It appears to be a new design that brings him closer, brings him back, I should say, closer to the rare model than Retro Studios' redesign of him in Donkey Kong Country Returns. So for those who don't have the renders or the screenshots in front of them to study and compare, Retro, when they redesigned Rambi, they did a couple things to update his design. They made him look more like a character from 2010 versus a character who was created on a computer in 1994. But Right, that's he, a good way to put it. He looks more like a DreamWorks character, I would say. But they made his ears on the top of his head more close set. Like they, they smooshed them together. 
and they made his eyes closer together as well, and they gave him bags underneath his eyes. So he just it made him look tired. He looked like he was done. He looked like he was just fed up with yeah. this. And and honestly, I would be too if I was the only rideable animal buddy in those games. I was like, you know, where <laughs> where the hell is Squitter? Where is Ellie? Where is Radley? Where is Expresso? Why am I having to do all of this? This is everybody else was a little too busy today, I guess. Yeah, this this. I would say this is horse shit, but there's no horse animal buddy, is there? <laughs> I wish there was horse shit here. The, the, the problem with Retro's redesign, which I've never warmed up to, and again, that might just be biased. That might just be because I grew up with Rare's design, and that was what was used up through the buyout era, whenever Rambi would appear. But the, the problem with Retro's design is you, you just lost something. And I don't know yeah. if it's... I, I, I'm hesitant to say like this adorable factor because Rambi's never really been adorable, but there's been there there's always been something to him that registered to me as a big dog, right? Like a rhino, yes, but just in the same way that the Kongs are basically humans dressed up like simians, so too is Rambi a um, dog dressed up as a rhinoceros. And, and like you look at like his rare's design and like that he had like the detailed lips and he he just kind of read like a a big pet i don't know and um yeah retro's design made him look like a dreamworks character from um what what's that zoo movie <laughs> Uh, Madagascar? Madagascar, right, yeah. Made it look like a character from Madagascar. So... I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, and and it, it was fine, and I eventually got used to it, but... Yeah, I don't think it looks bad, but I do agree that something is kind of lost. A, yeah. a little bit of the personality of it. So with this new design, and we only have two reference images, and I believe they're the same, they've just been copy and pasted into both... Uh, pseudo renders uh we we see him jumping out of his crate and he looks like the rare era rambi he's got the wider set ears it looks like his eyes have been made larger once again to look more like he did there are still some elements of the retro redesign in there like the horn the like uh retro kind of curved his horn a little bit made it a little bit more elongated and i it looks right. like that's still the same but otherwise i would say this is much closer to the rare design which says to me that they've redesigned rambi at some point in the last year or two and i'm like why would you do that is it just for the theme park or is it for uh, maybe a game you're making Ooh. And that is a possibility, because, look, uh, just uh, today, today being uh, Monday, December 11th, uh, DK Vine has run a story. Uh, we we have an exclusive scoop that, at one point, Rambi was planned as a character in Donkey Kong Adventure, Mario Plus Rabbids, oh. Kingdom Battles uh, DLC, and... 
Rambi was actually going to be a playable character, part of Donkey Kong's party in that game. What a scoop! And uh, yeah, the, looking at the image and the model that's been uncovered in the the game's code, you can see that at that point in time, he was still very much the Retro Studios Rambi. And so, right, which at, makes sense. At some point after that. They were like, let's tweak Rambi. And I'm like, why would you do that? Unless you have something that works for Rambi. So. Hmm. They're going to give Rambi his own talk show. <laughs> He's going to finally take over the Daily Show. We finally have a permanent host. <laughs> oh, finally. Finally, a host I can trust. So, yeah. Then we have the main Donkey Kong Country. I'm going to call it Render. Um, they're, they're rendered images of the characters, at the very least. Yeah. And this is a view of the entire Donkey Kong Country Park, with the Golden Temple in the background, and we have the Jungle Hut on the right-hand side, and the Rambi Bongo minigame on the lower left-hand side. And here we have Donkey and Diddy riding a the minecart, and we have a family about to crash into Donkey and Diddy, on the minecart. Donkey Kong's very excited about this happening. Diddy Kong is properly terrified. <laughs> and Well, Donkey Kong knows he's going to survive this. <laughs> right, because Diddy's going to bear the brunt of the impact. Yeah, Yeah. Ex- exactly. Yeah, and, and then Donkey Kong can just replace Diddy with his farting little brother. <laughs> he made it look like an accident. He's got a spare, it's fine. But yeah, I, I, like, the, I like the reaction of the family that's in the other minecart about to crash into Donkey and Diddy because the, um, presumably the mom, and maybe they're not related, maybe they're not a family, but I just read them as a family. Usually in promotional material like this, I think your brain is supposed to register it as a family. Like, bring the kids. Right. This is fun for the whole, this is something you can do together to get those damn little whiners to shut up. But, even Grandma will love Donkey Kong. Yeah, my, my grandma's 100 years old. I'm sure she would love this theme park. <laughs> I'm sure she would she would go again and again on Minecart Madness. But um, Grandma, come to Minecart Madness with us. You'll crash into a giant gorilla. <laughs> I don't think my grandma even knows what a gorilla is, if I'm honest. <laughs> After her time. But we've got... <laughs> The mom and the children just enjoying this, enjoying about to crash into the Kongs, while the dad, uh. while the dad has the appropriate reaction of, this is a nightmare. Why did I sign up for this? <laughs> We're all going to die. The dad is also wearing a yellow shirt, which makes him look quite a bit like yellow shirt guy from classic- Yellow shirt guy 2.0. From classic rare game anticipation. So- uh, I appreciate the nod there. The obvious deliberate nod to Rare from uh, Universal Studios. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. This is this is a great image, though. And actually, it's my phone um, wallpaper right now. But <laughs> we, have, we have once again Dixie Kong doing her hair twirl in the sky. But we also have the revelation, the reveal of some other characters that we... I guess figured we're going to be involved because how could they not? But at the same time, this is our first confirmation. We have up in the sky there flying about Squawks. Squawks is there. Oh, there he is. There's Squawks. We just this season 
did a character witness about squawks. So if you want to learn more about the parrot who's going to be featured at Donkey Kong Country and Super Nintendo World, be sure to listen to that episode. But yeah, it's not a surprise. Love that green fuck. (laughs) It's not a surprise seeing Squawks there. Squawks is pretty much a mainstay at this point, uh, and has been since Donkey Kong Country 2. I mean, um, Squawks is the parrot made good, but down on the jungle hut porch on the deck is Cranky Kong staring at you. And uh, it should be pointed out, and I, I don't think I should have to point this out, but for those wondering, yes, all of these designs are their video game designs. These are not the movie incarnations of the characters. Donkey Kong looks right. like his video game self. Cranky Kong is not wearing his king outfit. He's dressed like he is in the games. Uh, the, these are new models, or or at least they're, um, like, they look new and polished like there, there's no nothing really different aside from Rambi, but they all look extra furry and extra current and relevant and uh they 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 look like they could be at home in a brand new game should you just plug them right yeah. in? yeah you know it's interesting i'm looking at this diddy render and i think i brought up up before how i've never gotten used to Diddy Kong showing his teeth, but something about this one doesn't really irk me. Their teeth? Maybe it's just how expressive he is. So, so on the toothy grin front, Rambi and Diddy are showing teeth. Donkey Kong is just gumming it the whole way. And uh, I appreciate when Donkey Kong gums it, because I don't think Donkey Kong with teeth I think it can look okay, but I think too often they overindulge Donkey right. Kong with teeth. I, I've kind of I kind of made my peace with DK with teeth, but Diddy with teeth is, has just never sat well with me. It, it's when they try to do the toothy grin with Diddy that it looks wrong, like talking about Double Dash and, and his early character icon in Double <laughs> Dash. Here it's just, oh yeah, he's got teeth because of course he has to chew bananas. And so it's... Fun. Right, it makes sense. And Donkey Kong does have teeth, but he doesn't have to show them at all times. It, they're, they're Right, he doesn't need to flaunt them. His gum, his, his gums and lips, you know, they're, they're in such a way that if he's not expressively... Uh, burying his teeth you don't see them so right so yeah i i really like the way everybody looks here uh and yeah. uh tiki tong tiki tong's in the sky tiki tong's oh in the there sky. he is there he is there's that guy tiki tong <laughs> so actually is, is this the first render we've had of tiki tong ever Possibly. I, I can't remember a Tiki Tong render, like, from Returns. Like, we, we obviously, like, have his in-game model, but I'm just thinking as, like, for promotional renders, Tiki Tong was not featured with promotional renders, because the face yeah. the face of the Tiki Tech tribe was always Kalimba, and then we'd have Tiki Tong Tower to kind of represent, like, the end goal, but Tiki Tong was always kind of... Um, kept behind closed doors with the promotion of DKCR, which is why he was so underwhelming to, to a lot of people. It's like, this is it? <laughs> like, right. This- Retro likes to hide their main villains for some reason. It was worse with Lord Frederick because they 
like cast him in silhouette and it just turned out he was a walrus and there's no reason to hide him. He was him just some guy. Which, I mean, I know Rare did the same with K. Rule. Like they, they put him in just a like complete silhouette in the instruction manual, just shadow. But at least K. Rule, <laughs> like, I mean, he's got enough going on. Like they didn't really hide anything about Lord Frederick. So when you saw him, it was just like, yeah, yeah that's what my brain thought he would look like. <laughs> So, look, we knew Tiki Tong would be involved, right? Like, this right. this this was already known. This was already talked about by us. Um, we, we knew he was going to be part of this. That did not change the fact that we've had several days of outrage and online bickering about Tiki Tong being involved with Donkey Kong Country. And with that, let's head to the calls, Dustin, because I want I want to go ahead and take the calls. We obviously have a lot okay. more. We have, we have a lot more to discuss. Um, quite a lot more to discuss this episode. But I think the calls are going to be touching upon a lot of the stuff we're about to go over, a lot of the points we're going to make. And I, I think we should just get them out of the way now. Not get them out of the way. That makes it sound like I don't want to take them, but I think <laughs> let's I th- get this over with. I think they're gonna set up a lot of what we have to discuss, and rather than just playing right. them at the end and having it be redundant, this way we can incorporate them as part of our larger discussion. Agreed. All right. So we do have eleven calls to take. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, and and I was like, should I take all of these? But you know what? It's one of those episodes where people really wanted their voice to be heard. And if if this was the norm every episode, there's no way I could keep this pace. But because it is a special occasion, it's a special episode, it's one of those rare, like, hot news episodes of the conversation, I do want everybody who called in to be able to have their say. So we are going to take all 11 calls. Let's start with the first one, and then uh, we'll we'll talk about it. And then we'll go from there. Sounds good. Hey, this is Skyro again. And I'm fine because we're getting Tiki Tong appearing in the theme park soon. And I've, I've seen that people are upset about Tiki Tong being there while K. Rolf isn't confirmed. And, and I understand because I want him to be there too. But the Tiki Tech tribe has its fans and I'm one of them. DK Returns was my first DK game, and I just, I love those little guys, and I still do. And, I mean, I wouldn't be calling if I didn't. But, like, like the Kremlings have been on hiatus a while, but they've had lots of media to leave an impression on the fans, even in the modern day, with, like, memes and Smash Bros. That's why non-DK fans are, like, at least familiar with them. And to me, Tiki Tong being in the ride is just, like, a much smaller scale version of Cable being in Smash I'm just, I'm hoping that this cements the Tiki's in the franchise because I want Kremlings and Tiki's to coexist in the franchise and in the fandom. And I'm just really tired of fans just going to war over what villains they want to make appearances because I, I just, I really love both. And I'm making this call the day after the reveal, before an episode about it has been announced. And if this, if this gets played on the Barrel Maze one, uh, first of all, sorry. Second of all, Barrel Maze is peak fiction. But but yeah, um, and when when I but yeah when I saw that Tiki Tong was gonna be in something again, I was just I was over the moon about it. I just thought we are so back, and I just felt so just irrationally overjoyed that Tiki Tong is alive, even if it's probably not DKU canon, of course. But and I just, then when I just saw the community's 
just reactions, just lukewarm at best, and just downright hateful at worst. That's just it's just um. But but yeah, I just wanted to call in and spread some love for the Tiki's because they really do need it, and who else is gonna do that? But yeah, I'm I'm still just overjoyed because I just not I'd see I just never thought I'd see my beloved little freaks again. But yeah, thanks for hearing my call. Well, thank you for the call, and that is a good way to kick this off, Dustin. So, obviously, I'm going to be, like, tabling a lot of my thoughts on this until we reach the end of the calls, because I have a feeling this is going to keep coming up um, right. from from both sides of, of the camp. I'm glad we heard from a certified Kiki Tong fanatic, uh, for, first of all. Yeah. Um, because they are out there. I, and I think that's something that the fandom needs to also realize. Because a large part of the narratives of the Donkey Kong fandom is formed by the older voices in it. The ones who either were around for the original run of the Donkey Kong Country trilogy on the Super Nintendo up through Donkey Kong 64. Or who found the series through the cartoon. Or... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Or, um, you know, just uh, discover the Kremlins through the fan campaigns or, or whatever, or like went back and, and discovered the games that, you know, came before them, but still fell in love with the concept of the Kremlins. So a large part of the narrative is really defined by them. And I include myself as part of that crowd, of course. I mean, I'm a first generation Donkey Kong Country fan. I adore King K. Rule. I adore the Kremlins. I think right. they're, they're, they're just amazing. But you got to remember that Donkey Kong Country Returns is 13 years old. And Donkey Kong Country Returns was the first Donkey Kong Country game for a lot of people. And that kind yeah. of made the Tiki's, the Tiki Tech tribe, like sort of the default baddies in those people's minds. Those Donkey Kong Country Returns kids. And... Where 13 years later, you know, they're, they're coming of age and they're, you know, probably feeling a little put out by people always complaining about Kremlins versus Tiki's. The snowman's kind of skate by. I, no pun intended. You know, I, I, I skate. But the snowman's kind of avoid this direct comparison because the snowman's were very consciously uh, mimicking the Kremlins as far as like retro right. try what what the snowmans were were like retro looking at the fan demand for the Kremlins and feeling like they couldn't use the Kremlins maybe because people like Tanabi were were saying no you need to do your own thing and and Donkey Kong needs to reinvent itself and no fan service or whatever. Um, and so they were like, well, let's look at what made the Kremlins work and try to create that from the ground up with a new enemy type. Um, and so, like, the Snowmads are always just kind of like a middle ground. People do like the Snowmads, but they're, they're not really part of the debate. So... Right. I look at it as somebody who really, really does love Donkey Kong Country Returns and doesn't mind the Tiki Tech tribe as far as what they bring to the lore and to the series, which is different than the Kremlings. They serve a different role. And I, I do agree. Like, we need to learn to coexist because we're, we're reaching a point with Donkey Kong, Dustin, where 
Donkey Kong Country Returns is, from this point on, the base of what everything's built upon. That does not mean right. you can't bring in and incorporate older elements, which they are doing and will be doing. But Donkey Kong Country Returns is kind of like the um, foundation. And part of the reason for yeah. it being the foundation is because of this theme park. Because when this theme park was being developed, the retro games were the most recent games and what they were basing it off of. And because of the theme park, that means that the next Donkey Kong game will also be taking its cues from Returns. So we're not going to have another radical reinvention for Donkey Kong, is what I'm saying. Like, there's not going to be another cycle where we go from rares to uh, jungle beat style to retro style. It, it, it's going to be right. this. Um, but you, you are going to see older stuff being reincorporated. But I think it's just going to be a healthy blend of, of things in the future. And, you know, yeah, I, I, I do not mind the Tiki's. I think Tiki Tong... We will discuss his role, why Tiki Tong is here. But I think Tiki Tong, when you understand what he's doing in the roller coaster, he makes the most sense as far as baddies. Like, you could not plug K. Roll into this. Lord Frederick wouldn't make a lot of sense. Tiki Tong is the most logical inclusion if you want an antagonist in the roller coaster itself. So. Just to hear from somebody who is a fan of Tiki Tong, it makes me happy uh, because yeah, th- th- this has been like a very stupid week. It's been a very exciting week, but it's been a very stupid week <laughs> seeing some of the responses from this. And I'll 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 I'll, I'll explain my reasoning here in a bit, but. It really, like, as a fandom, we should not be split. We should not be bifurcated. We should be coming together and celebrating this. Right. Because, yeah, like, I want Swanky Kong in there. I want Squitter. Uh, I'm not going to get what I want. I'm not going to get 100% of what I want. But the well, fact- well, I'm I'm holding out for Trough and Scoff. They got to be there, right? Like Somewhere. I've been saying, like I've been saying, nipple-piercing kiosk. <laughs> something for the whole family to enjoy that family who is delighted at crashing into donkey and diddy once they're done with that you know they're gonna get a family <laughs> nipple piercing at trough and scoffs nipple piercing pagoda oh of course of course and and i'm i'm very happy to hear some love for tiki tong i'll be totally honest I'm not a big tiki tong guy but i i don't like hate tiki tong he, he just doesn't do that much for me but at this point, I'm just happy to see, like, anything from the Donkey Kong series come back and get referenced. Whether it's Kremlings or Tiki Tong or whatever, I just love seeing the love for Donkey Kong as a series. Yeah, I went to social media the day after this, because, the, like, there's about 12 hours of backlash building. Wow. Like, oh, I guess the Kremlings are dead after all. You know, stuff's crap like that and i i basically laid out my reasoning why kremlin fans shouldn't be upset why this doesn't mean anything why the tiki's are being involved over the kremlins and then i had tiki tech tribe fans come after me thinking i was like bashing the tiki it's like no i'm 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 on your side i what i'm trying to be cool here i can't win 
is what I'm saying. I'm sorry, Heil. If it helps at all, you're a winner to me. Freezer says, wow, a level-headed caller. Didn't expect it. (laughs) All right. The next call is actually a set of calls. And I say that. I say that, Dustin. But uh, their their second call is only seven seconds long. So we're going to play both back-to-back. That's what we're going to do. And then... uh, Gotcha. Yeah. Here we go. Hey guys, Rick here. I just wanted to call in and say I'm really excited for this. Um, I haven't been to Super Nintendo World, but ever since the Donkey Kong expansion was talked about, I knew I wasn't interested in going until that was finished. And man, does it look magical. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, you know, I, uh, and like seeing Rambi maybe have more of a country inspired design does give me hope that it'll be more than just the returns era. Like, there will be uh, things from all of Donkey Kong, you know? Uh, like, you know, if, if there aren't secret caves you can find where you get to play Simon Says, then they've messed up. Like, I just, I need that, you know? I need it. Uh, you know, I, Funky, I want everyone to be there. Let's go. Peace out. Oh, my God. If they don't have a swanky sideshow where you throw a ball... They failed. They failed. <laughs> uh, thanks, Rick, for the calls. I agree. They should have a swanky sideshow. <laughs> it, it is a fail on their part, especially considering we are living in the middle of the swank, swanky sons, right? Like we, we're, we're in the middle of the biggest year for swanky Kong fans since 1996. I, I guess so. By default, it is the biggest <laughs> year for Swanky since. We saw him on the silver screen. We saw him blow up and tumble in a flaming <laughs> heap. Uh, he was there for a couple seconds and died. That That's perfect. I think baseline level, we're, we're probably, we probably won't see a whole lot from anything preceding Donkey Kong Country Returns. I do think the option is there to incorporate stuff as the park involves. Because keep in mind, the Super Mario area is based on um, Super Mario 3D World. Right. right. So Yeah, that that's a lifetime ago at this point. For Mario it is. I know for Donkey Kong this yeah. is still basically the most recent relevant <laughs> thing to go up, but for Mario, Mario's had a plethora of games and adventures and experiences and locales and scenery and characters that could be incorporated to that point. So, I I do think that we will see more stuff brought in as time goes. I I Yeah. I've heard a really great idea to speak to Rick's point. I don't know about the Simon Says caves. I, I, I do think that's a great idea, but I don't think they'll be incorporated. But just hiding banana birds throughout the park, similar to how Pikmin are kind of hid. And, and like, I think that would be really fun. Like, that's a great idea. I, I very much doubt that's going to happen. <laughs> but. I, I do uh, I do wish for some DKC three influences. More on that in a bit. Uh, it's it's, al- it's always nice to see DKC three reference since it, I feel like it gets referenced the least out of the original games. Uh, I gotta say though, I feel like if I were to make a list of things I would expect to come back, Banana Birds would probably not be at the top of my list. 
which is funny, Dustin, because you, in your holiday card, that actually, it was your 2021 DK Vine holiday card that you drew, uh, illustrated. Uh, it um, actually was this theme park. That right, and it, I put the queen banana bird in there. You did. You put her flying against the moon, and it's like, nope, you you got that one wrong, Dustin. <laughs> no, no queen Whoops. banana bird, no blizzard bear. Unfortunately, <laughs> wishful thinking on my part, I guess. Yeah, but thank you for the call, Rick. All right, let's take thank our you. fourth call. Hey, friends, it is I, D K R D S, or Nick. I don't really know how to. You know, introduce myself on these things, but whatever, it doesn't matter. This is huge. This feels like a game release. Am I wrong? I'm like, I'm the one who feels that way. The amount of money they're throwing at our beloved Donkey Kong, it's insane. Smart move by Nintendo here, by the way, with what they did with Mario Kart 8. I myself have experienced some fresh new love with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, thanks to Funky and Diddy. And for them to put them at the end of that package together, with this now, you know, universal update, I mean, very smart. I'm pulling a Heil. I'm only correcting Funky and Diddy and beating everybody online. It's amazing. My question is, sorry, I'm rambling. I'm just, I'm just so excited. This is huge news for our community. My question is, when the new DK game comes out, which is inevitable at this point, how much of it do you think will stay in the parameters of the retro DK world, which is the theme park world? Like, how much of it do you think will stray outside of that? Like, adding old Kongs, you know, old worlds, et cetera. Because that's my only worry, is that now we have what the world knows as, as DK, which is kind of the tropical freeze parameters. And I still want to see, you know, the Kremlings and Lanky Kong and all the other weird stuff that made us all fall in love with this back in the day. But, yeah, so that's my question. Do you think the game will stray from the parameters of the theme park and the retro games? And also, the DK Vine hotline is now saved in my phone, so I can just type in DK Vine and I get to call you guys. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, DKRDS slash Nick signing out. Uh, thank you for the call, DKRDS slash Nick. You know, it's whatever you prefer us to call you, so just let us know how in the future. But... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, like I said, I think that the, the overall look and aesthetic of Donkey Kong going forward will be Donkey Kong Country Returns slash Tropical Freeze. But, you know, it's not going to be retro behind it. So, you know, it, it's, it's going to, I, I don't think stray is the right term, but I think it's definitely going to reincorporate older elements as needed while also bringing in new elements as well. I think we're reaching this point with Donkey Kong where we're going to be getting past this like harshly divided eras of Donkey Kong where, oh, well, that's not part of the retro era, so you won't see that, you know, uh, which I feel like is right. an artifice anyway, because before Tropical Freeze, Dixie and Funky were not part of the retro era. Now they're yeah exactly. Now they're like just permanent pillars because they were brought back. But before that, they they just weren't. So I I do think that th there are going to be more older characters coming back. I mean, we saw a little bit of that this year 
right? With the Super Mario Brothers movie, we saw Swanky Kong, we saw Chunky Kong. So it's not like there's this huge, hard red line where it's, you, you can't bring back any character before 2010, that's yeah, just not the it, case. It's it's not like these Kongs are off limits. Yeah, and a large part of why Retro like had to work within the parameters they did have to work on was through s- sort of uh administrative decree. And I think I, I think like knowing what we know now, and I won't really get into it, but I, I do think like Michael Kelbau and others at Retro who worked on the games did make me want to bring in some other elements and and it was kind of like very harshly looked at through the lens of no do your own thing without really looking at the fact that donkey kong has fans donkey kong country has <laughs> fans and Who that's guessed? that's what started to change with things like the smash ballot and and, uh, it it led to the realization from Nintendo that, Oh, Oh shit. You know, maybe we should use some of these characters. So I wouldn't worry about any of that. I, I do think that everything in Donkey Kong's history is on the table. Now, now do I think we will see everything? No. Do, do I even think things like jungle bee characters will be showing up in the future? That would be the most surprising thing to me. Like, I, I yeah. think, I think out of all aspects of Donkey Kong's history, Jungle Beat weirdly just falls into the abyss more than anything else. Um, just because it's not Donkey Kong Country, it's full of kind of XBs, like just replacement characters. And like, I would love to see Hoofer and Orko and Floral again. I would love to see Dread Kong and, and, the like, but I just very much doubt we'll see them again. Right. What was the stupid Diddy XP we just made up earlier? The farting one. I don't. I don't remember what name you. Yeah, came I up. forgot his name already. Yeah, but I just remember he farts a lot. Yeah. Who could forget? I I think like anything Nintendo does, it'll be viewed through the prism of does this benefit the game? Does does this actually yeah. serve? the 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 kind of experience we want the player to have and unfortunately you know rare would create characters a lot more willy-nilly which i love like i i know that it flies in the face of game design 101 which nintendo and its disciples adhere by but for me like like why have a menu option when you can have a character you have to visit to do it for you? Like that's so much more. Yeah, fun I love to me. these goofy, dumb characters. Right, right, and and I think that's just it, it's harder to find a role for them in a game. But I think, especially what we've heard, that there are a lot of fans who grew up with Donkey Kong Country or Super Donkey Kong for them, and um, really want to play in that world. Then I, I I don't think we really have to worry. I think the the politics behind what retro had to work with are no longer of a concern so much so yeah i wouldn't worry and you're right this does feel like a game reveal almost i i think it has the same excitement uh complete with the artwork like pouring over artwork like we always do with game like uh, announcements and like oh like let's let's study these renders ad nauseum until we are straight our <laughs> eyes i mean that's that's the kind of stuff I really love, and I kind of got that this week, so it's been a lot of Yeah, fun. same. 
Yeah. All right. Let's take our fifth call. So I think the big question that a lot of people are asking about this park is, what's up with the tiki's? Why use the tiki's? Um, you know, because obviously the Kremlins are much more iconic. You know, we just got Cable and, and Smash Ultimate during this generation. Uh, and the Snowmads would be the most recent. They're the ones you can, the bad guys you can go fight on your Switch right now, right? But, but I mean, I, so, yeah, what, what, what is the thinking behind the basing the cart around the Tiki Deck tribe? I can only think maybe it has something to do with the intersection of it being such a huge seller, you know, it sold more than Tropical Freeze still has, and the fact that it's from the retro era, maybe it's just, it's recent enough, and it's a, they think the sales mean it's more recognizable. It's, it's still, you know, Returns is still over a decade old. So, yeah, I was surprised by the uh, by going with the Tiki's. Maybe it's just because they wanted to do a ride themed around the Banana Temple. And so they were like, hey, that's that's the game that had the Tiki's in it. I, I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, thank you for the call. I think it really just comes down to when the park entered development and what elements worked for an evergreen presentation and it just coincided with being the tiki's i will get into this when i give my grand thesis here after the calls because i feel like this is going to keep coming up over the next five calls dustin <laughs> so i don't really want to say my part right now but i i do have a good explanation why tiki tong is here why k rule isn't why lord frederick isn't there there is a reason to this and it's quite logical it's not very sexy right it, it, it's not going to <laughs> get you aroused with uh indignation one way or another but um might you dustin i don't know but you're on your side of the room so well I, I we'll see know. i wouldn't know all right uh but <laughs> but thank you for the call don't worry i have i have answers if, if you just just stay tuned all right dustin the next call it's a twofer it's a back-to-back -back beast a beast with two backs. And uh, I can always surmise it's our friend Traveler of the Stars, judging by the phone number, which I now <laughs> recognize, Traveler, if that makes you concerned at all. I know your phone number <laughs> by looking at it. Uh, let, let's take them both, and then we'll discuss what they have to say. And hopefully there's going to be lots of lovely compliments for us in here as well. Hey, Heil. Hey, Dustin. This is Traveler of the Stars here calling in. As usual, I just have to say, you both look stunning, look beautiful. Have you been eating your greens, your bananas? Speaking of bananas, have you ever had banana chips? Because this Donkey Kong Country theme park is going to have banana chips, it seems. I love banana, even artificial banana flavoring, which I know is unpopular. But I love banana flavoring, and I want to try these banana chips. But anyway, Donkey Kong Country theme park. Now, I know that we don't have to go over the whole thing, and Donkey Kong needs a game, and this theme park, you know, isn't going to be made for just anything that doesn't have a game in development. But I really just want to, like, focus in on that, that, like, The Legend of Zelda is not getting a theme park right now, and Donkey Kong is. I just want to, like, let you think about that for a minute. Because that's pretty significant. Um, and I think 
what should also be hammered home is that a theme park exposure, kind of like a movie, it, it reaches so, like, just a wider audience. And it really cannot be understated how huge that is. And I've already seen some people, you know, in other circles, you know, because I kind of keep an eye on a lot of Nintendo circles that are confused about, like, oh, well, that's kind of interesting. Like, they're not even hating on Donkey Kong or anything. They like Donkey Kong, but they're just like, oh, like, not Zelda? Like, why are they doing Donkey Kong? And, um, you know, people kind of rationalize it. Like, oh, yeah, it's kind of tangential to Mario. And that's kind of true, but, you know, you could still, like, incorporate, like, you could just put Donkey Kong elements in the Mario area, like, directly, without even needing need it to be its own thing. So I think that's significant. Um, so, you know, again, good times ahead. Speaking of good times again ahead, um, I don't want to turn this into a whole thing. Um, obviously, DK Vine is, uh, you know, rung by, uh, you know, the old staffers and stuff like that. And I am a returns um, baby, as I guess you would say, Heil. And so, you know, I, I get that you guys want to see the old characters, and I know some of the new characters aren't as popular, but, you know, I get you want to see K. Rool, and I want to see K. Rool, and if I'm interested in Tiki Tong... It would also just be great if every single time these like new characters come back, we don't need to like I don't know I don't want to say shit on them each time, but I don't know. Just like you guys want characters back, well, let's not pretend like all the rare old characters like buzzes or whatever are great either. So I don't know. I like seeing Tiki Tong back, even though if yes, I'd rather have like King K. Rool. But anyway, I'll probably call back. Give me one second. Trials of the Stars again. I'll make this quick. Um, I remember a call recently when Dixie wasn't in Mario Party Deluxe, you know, that were, like, really worried about Dixie Kong's future. And I don't want to, like, call that person out or anything. I found that a little ridiculous because it's, it's Dixie Kong. I know for a while she hadn't been appearing in mainline games, but, you know, all the people that are like, oh, this is Returns, you know, it's really have the Returns theme. We're not going to get anything we want. Uh, Dixie Kong was not in Returns. Um, isn't Ellie the Elephant supposed to maybe appear? I'm pretty sure she wasn't in Returns. And now people want King K. Rool. But as you said before, Kyle, King K. Rool has not returned in the Donkey Kong game yet. He's appeared in Smash Brothers, but obviously this park has predated that, which you have definitely talked about in this episode by now, I'm sure. So there's no, like, King K. Rool modern design yet in Donkey Kong game. So they will come. And again, as I'm sure you'll also say, they will evolve the park. I just, like... I think people, like, worry about their characters, and they kind of lash out at other characters that I don't think are that bad, and that kind of gets me a little bothered, you know? Like, you can be nostalgic towards something, and that's great and all, but sometimes I feel like people are like, everything new is kind of bad, and all the old stuff is great, which I don't, I don't love, and I'm not saying you're doing that, Heil. It's just, you know, I don't know. This is what I feel. But either way... I'm excited for the park. I'm excited to go there, and it's just exciting that Nintendo is putting all this money and budget behind Donkey Kong, of all things. It's going to be great. I'm really excited to ride Minecart Madness, and I'm really interested to see how they'll handle, you know, the track mechanics in Tiki Kong. It'll be interesting and fun. And Heil, Professor Chops merch. Wow, I said that wrong. Professor Chops merch. There we go. How about that? Pretty cool, right? Let's throw a party to celebrate. All right, I've talked long enough. Sorry that I talk so long in these calls. I'm just had a lot to say. See you.
Thank you for the calls, Traveler of the Stars. Tra- Traveler complimented us as usual, Dustin, which I greatly appreciate. Also, yeah, call- thank you very much, Traveler of the st- of the Stars, for saying I look nice. I'm actually wearing a blanket over my head like Emperor Palpatine, so I appreciate the compliment. That's apropos because Traveler of the Stars also called us old staffers. <laughs> And, and who's old, older than that withered old husk, Emperor Palpatine? That's true. I'm yeah. fitting the. I'm. I'm making the most out of the role. You're. You're just. Uh. You're. You're like. Uh. Him in the last movie where you're just hanging on this like meat hook in some sort of uh, <laughs> crypt, and you're just all like pale with like white eyes, and you're just. <sighs> I, I only come out every time I'm asked to be on the conversation. That's true. This. This. This is. Uh. This is the highlight of your month right here. Yeah, it's back into the box after this. Also, Traveler Stars, you, you said the buzzes aren't great. I would disagree. I think buzzes are fantastic. They're they're like zingers, but they're weird and, and, and they're like vaguely crocodilian and they have uh they have buzz saws grafted to their backs. What's not to love? What I, I That's a good description. They're like zingers, but they're weird. <laughs> yeah. They're they're like zingers, but they're worse. I love them. Uh, <laughs> no, you're you're right though. Uh, again, like these, any long running fandom runs into this problem, and I think Donkey Kong feels it a little bit more pronounced, given we have had such distinct eras and we've had such a right. clear dividing line of like Rare and oh, now Rare's owned by Microsoft, and now Donkey Kong is kind of being like cast to the winds and uh then like the drama of the buyout era which calmed down with the retro era but that brought its own controversies and arguments and strife and you know but you you get this with everything you you get this with you get this with like look at sonic the hedgehog i know this from josh wallen who who tells me the drama in the sonic community but even those franchises which have relatively eaten well this entire time, uh, they, they run into these things too. Like, oh, well, I like the way Sonic looked back then. Then this Sonic design is garbage. Oh, and then they pull out their knives and they start knifing each other over, <laughs> over it. And I'm just like, eh, this, is, this is silly. This is silly. But then I, I'm in this fandom and I see it and I can understand the points of view. I just think that... As Donkey Kong fans, we just need to learn to embrace change and learn to embrace that this is an evolving series, that Rare has had no direct role in it since Diddy Kong Racing DS and no like actual editorial oversight of it since um, right before the buyout, since 2002, right? Right. Which, which isn't to say people have to like the d- direction it goes in either. Of no, course. no, I'm not, I'm not saying just deal with it and grin and bear it, but I'm just right. saying like the history of Donkey Kong has extended now for 21 years post rare being the creative force behind it. And yeah, obviously it's not going to be exactly the same. Right. And the thing is, it's still Donkey on Country, Donkey, Diddy, Dixie, they're all there, you know, um, we we got Rambi, we got we got Squawks, we got Cranky. It's it's still pretty good. 
That's all yeah. I'm saying. Like, I think back to Jungle Beat and, and all of the madness generated from Jungle Beat. Not minecart <laughs> madness, mind you, just madness. Where, because of a mistranslated interview that IGN ran with, we thought that every single Donkey Kong character, sans Donkey Kong, and the banana were now in danger of being cast to the depths of forgotten characters in history. And uh, now we are, here we are some half decade and a half later, and we've got like so many Kongs still kicking about animal buddies. Like it, it's not perfect, but when you look at what we thought might be the case versus where we are today with a multi-million dollar theme park on two continents getting ready to open, dedicated to Donkey Kong Country. Uh, yeah. Yes, please. If, if it me, could have been worse. Right. If the me back when Jungle Beat was about to release could see this, whew, what a relief. Yeah, seriously. Like, I'm I'm glad that interview was a mistranslation, but I really can't blame the fandom for being where it was at that point. Uh, I mean, what if that was the new direction for Donkey Kong? Like talking about how it, you got to embrace change. I feel like I would not, probably not be in this fandom today if the series were jungle beat going forward. Yeah. And that's not the, which say, we know that wasn't the plan, but right. And that's not to say I don't like jungle beat in retrospect, but the way it was being right. presented to us, the fans at the time, um, maybe through no fault of Nintendo, but just, you know, it, it, it was very off putting. And, um, I, yeah. I can look back at it now and say that was a really fun game. And yeah, I would like to see some of those characters back, but if that was just the direction going forward, maybe not, you know, so, <laughs> but, and like, like, uh, Traveler said, Dixie Kong, Dixie Kong is there. And, and I think like Dixie Kong, Dixie. I, I remember when Tropical Freeze was announced at E3 2013 and that initial like, oh, they're still not using the Kremlins. And I was kind of like excited, but a little deflated. And then Dixie Kong is there and you're like, all right sold i'm on board let's go hyped yeah and, and i think i think dixie kong is the tonic that makes everything better like it makes everything go down a little easier she's the sugar with the yeah. medicine right and and this is gonna sound a little pessimistic and i don't mean for it to but it is it, it was kind of the spot at least i was in at the time I was grateful to have anything yeah. like at once Dixie was there. I was like, okay, good. We're, we're fine. And then Funky's back as well. Like it, it's just a couple things, but it really went a long way at the time. David Wise doing the music. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But yeah, Dixie Kong is back and, um, Dixie Kong's part of the theme park. So I'm, I'm really happy about that. I'll, I'll get to your professor yeah. chops point a little bit later. Uh, traveler. <laughs> uh, should we go ahead and take our eighth call? What a good idea. Yeah. Hey, hey, this is Captain Ratley from, you know, the last one I did two months ago after the September Direct. I was the Dixie Kong guy. Yeah, that, that. Yeah, kinda, kinda awkward. Uh, yeah. Hey, she's in the fucking theme park. 
Even though I thought she wouldn't be, because the fucking theme park stop thing, the fucking website that you referenced in that fucking DK theme park episode that you did, uh, about a year ago they did like a thing where they said what the roller coaster was all about, and Dixie was originally nowhere in that ride. And then, like, just a couple days ago, that same website came back and said, oh, no, we changed our mind. It, the rumor is now that Dixie Kong is going to be in the scene, too, and not Diddy. What? <laughs> uh, well, I guess Mario Kart wasn't the end for her. I thought, I thought after that fucking theme park stop thing and the whole Lego not selling well, that, like, it was fucking over. But, like, good to see shit's not over. Good to see Dixie's got, like, a good future ahead of her. Also, that new render looks really nice, and I really hope it gets released in HD. Okay, that's all i got to say. Bye-bye. Well, thank you for the call. For those not paying attention at home, for not keeping track of this, the call that Traveler of the Stars alluded to, uh, who, who was very concerned about Dixie Kong's future when Dixie Kong was not included in Wave 6 of the Booster Course Pass, for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. That was Captain Radley. That was Captain Radley's call. Now, Captain Ooh. Radley just called in and said, uh, you know, gave me a culpa there and was like, oh, uh, okay, I guess I, I was, uh, I, I guess I was worrying about nothing. I guess Dixie Kong is safe. And yes, Dixie Kong is safe. I mean, it's like I brought up earlier in the show how even after Tropical Freeze, I, I didn't feel like Dixie was a sure thing, so I, I am very grateful to see her as part of all this. I, I think Dixie Kong is secure, especially because of the fact that she is uh, the, the, the most prominent female in, in, in the Donkey Kong cast. Right. Just by virtue of that alone, but also she's a really great character who, yeah. who lends herself to really fun gameplay, and so... I, I like I was never worried about Dixie after Tropical Freeze and I was really not worried about her like it, it it sucked that she wasn't included in the booster course pass sure and it like I said it's always a shame when Dixie is the one allowance we always make like oh you know it's a shame she's not in Super Smash Brothers but K. Rool is more important Banjo and Kazooie are more important for what they mean for our respective fandoms for you know the Donkey Kong series to have its big villain for Banjo and Kazooie to be there to represent the broader Donkey Kong universe that's more important than right. the third hero in the Donkey Kong series oh it's a shame she's not in Mario Kart but if I have to choose Diddy and Funky mean more in Mario Kart than Dixie. And it just... Di yeah, Dixie I mean, at the end, I was getting a little worried that Diddy wasn't even going to show up. Right, right. But it, it is a shame that Dixie's always the one we're like, oh, well, that's a shame, but... And yeah. some Dixie's got to get some wins, too. And this is a win for Dixie. And it's, Yeah, it's, totally. And yeah, the, the render looks great. I do want to see it in, uh, like... Like they they've isolated the render of Donkey and Diddy in the minecart on the Universal site, and it would be great if we could get these other assets for um, the the rest of the scenes because this is a good looking Dixie. Totally, I'm I'm right there with you. I don't have anything else to add because you just summed it up so well. Yep. All right, let's take our uh, ninth call. Wow. 
Hello, hi, I'm Dustin from DK Vine. I am SiliconCon20XX from the DK Vine forums, and I'm here to talk about Donkey Kong Country at Universal Japan. Ironically enough, I was actually going through DKC Returns 3D when the news dropped, which is ironic considering what the game, what what game the park is based on specifically. About the recent news about about it, about the park, it was what I expected to be, which was a lot of stuff that we knew about for a while, which was nice to see. The trailer for the park looked cool. Merchandise looks promising, even though it's just a sample of what I what, what we've seen so far. Everything generally looked good. I do want to ask this about the park, though. While it is expected that it will do well upon its opening, I do wonder if it will maintain that success within the casual audience who aren't as familiar with Donkey Kong Country's depiction of DK, his characters, and his world. I'm not the only one to ask this, considering that some people I know of online have asked the, have asked the same question as well. Well, how Nintendo has been treating the Donkey Kong series to the mainstream crowd for about a decade now, could the attendance for the park dry up a bit after its initial hype, or will it still be profitable for Nintendo and Universal? Well, that's all I want to comment on when it comes to news. I hope that both of you all do well tonight. I'll be calling again on the hotline. I'll see you later. Bye. Well, thank you for the call, Silicon. Uh... So I wouldn't worry about this, because as has been brought up by previous callers, the theme park community and people who visit parks such as this, whether they, you know, have a season pass, you know, and they just go every week, they live nearby, or the people who, you know, go on a specific family vacation and it is a, a you know, one-time destination in like a, a summer holiday or whatever, um, that far outstrips, it dwarves Nintendo fandom, right? So people aren't going to right. this for Donkey Kong. They're, they're going to uh, Super Nintendo World and, oh, there's a Donkey Kong Country section. Let's check that out. There is a roller coaster, like a, a fun roller coaster that, um, is unique and, and, it's a boom coaster. It's a wholly unique type of roller coaster. So not only do you have the Nintendo fans making the pilgrimage, but you have just park goers at Universal, coaster heads, ch- checking out this new coaster. So will this dry up? Absolutely not, because what this will do is create new Donkey Kong fans. This is going to bring people yeah. in. Um, because it's a whole different ecosystem. It, it, we're, we're playing now to a different audience and we're bringing them. And that's why Nintendo went with this. Like, it's a way to convert, uh, theme park f- goers, uh, roller coaster enthusiasts into being Nintendo fans. And the, these are just opportunities to make people fanatics of Donkey Kong. And if the park is engaging, if it's an atmosphere they enjoy, if the roller coaster is fun, they're going to keep going back. So I have no worry whatsoever about this. I I think this is a very insular online Nintendo fandom way of looking at it because Donkey Kong is not considered by some in the online Nintendo fandom to be... (laughs) one of the big league heavy hitters. They consider it just this leech hanging off of Mario's, you know, it, it, it's not really its own thing. This should be Zelda. This should be Metroid. This should be Fire Emblem. I, I don't know. But 
the whole purpose, the whole point behind this is to create Donkey Kong fans. And I, I don't think I'm overselling this when I say that. I'll, I'll talk a little bit about this when we're done with the calls. We actually have two more calls. Somebody called in like right before showtime, Dustin. So we have 11 calls. Um, but, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I think this is just going to make people into Donkey Kong fans versus, oh, nobody's going to go to this because it's a Donkey Kong park. It's part of a larger ecosystem. Which in its like Super Nintendo world in and of itself is part of the larger universal experience. So it, there, there's nothing to fear. There's nothing to fear. Yeah. I mean, if someone goes to a theme park, if someone goes to Universal Studios, they're just going to look for stuff to do yeah. when they're there. Yeah. It's, it's not like they're going to say, oh, Donkey Kong, fuck that guy. I'm not riding that ride. Uh, they're going to go there and they're going to say, oh, that looks like a roller coaster. That's something we can ride. That's fun. I'll go there and enjoy the fun gorillas. Yeah, I don't I can't think of any theme park I've ever been to where I'm like, oh, let's just avoid that land because I'm not interested in the subject material. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan out there. I like some of it. But when I go to Disneyland, I want to go to uh Star Wars Land, whatever it's called. Galaxy's Edge, but yes. You, you, That's it. You got the Star Wars <laughs> part right, so I'll give you a passing grade there. <laughs> Good for me. Uh, should we take the next call? I, you know what? While we're here, why don't we? Okay, we got two more to go. Hey, DK Vine. What's up? It's Porygon Q. Hopefully my audio doesn't suck. I called in a recent episode and my audio wasn't very good. Anyway, uh, theme park. Freaking cool, right? We love it. Tiki Tong is there. He's awesome. He's actually my roommate. Uh, being an interdimensional god uh, still doesn't mean you can afford rent in today's economy. Poor guy. Anyway, one thing I kind of wanted to talk about was sort of the way this, like, not necessarily, like, reinforces, or maybe not reinforces, that's the wrong word. Anyway, the way it sort of uh, makes true the sort of narrative we've been telling about Donkey Kong for such a long time. So for the past, like, eight years, every Donkey Kong fan has basically been saying, oh, they'll make a Donkey Kong game because they're making a theme park. Nintendo wouldn't make a theme park for a dead franchise. And, like, logically that has been true, and that has logically been something people have believed. But, you know, there's a really big difference between, like, seeing a press release for a theme park and seeing, like, actual advertising for the theme park. It's, there's such a big difference between seeing someone take a picture of, like, the temple with a drone and, you know, actually seeing it in the official renders and stuff. And so it's like, you know, logically, we've all known, oh, of course they're going to do something with them. But now that we really see it, now that we really sort of can dig into it and investigate it and, you know, see all this incredible new renders and artwork and stuff, it sort of just makes it all more real. It gives the sort of narrative that external fidelity that was lacking and honestly makes me more excited for the future. Thank you for the call, Porygon Q. And you're Thank right. Thank you. You know, I, I think we at DK Vine, me in particular, uh, some people view us as crying wolf. Or, or in this case, crying Kong, because we we have been adamant since about 2018 that there is good stuff ahead for Donkey Kong. 
And um, for a lot of reasons, that hasn't come to pass yet. And people are starting to doubt us. I, I hear the Snickers. I, I know what you've been saying about me. I, I, I know. I know. But I think this week hopefully illustrates our point. Everything we've been saying for the last half decade, it's, it's true. <laughs> it, it is true. And yeah, Nintendo Universal, they would not be investing this kind of capital into the Donkey Kong brand if there wasn't plans for Donkey Kong's future. Yeah, it's not like this is F-Zero world. Sorry, F-Zero. Sorry, Freezer. It's, yeah, you're so, still, you're still yes. on the live stream. Uh, I, 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 I didn't mean that in a, in, a, in a slight sort of way. I'm very sorry. Yeah, we're not trying to always razz you, Freezer. We're, we're not trying to go to reaction out of you. It's just how we're wired. I I do I do think seeing is believing for a lot of people unless you really live and breathe in this world like we do. I mean this is my job, Dustin, and and this is your part-time job, right? So right. Like we 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 are fully immersed in the world of Donkey Kong and and what's going on behind the scenes. So to us this wasn't really a surprise, but to a lot of people seeing is believing and they're kind of bewildered right now. So yeah, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. Porygon. Hopefully the narrative is starting to shift and, you know, hopefully we're like all this nonsense about Donkey Kong being a, a dead franchise is behind us or will be put behind us in the coming year. So, uh, thank you for the call. We we have one more caller, Dustin. We, we we're almost at the end, but we have plenty more episode oh. after this. So, like the reason we took the calls in the middle here is so we can really address all these threads, all of these various intersecting tangents that these calls might have taken us on in the body of the episode itself, because this is all relevant. This is all kind of intersecting. So let's go ahead and play this final call. What is up, Tiki Tong Nation? This is Tiki Tong from the Tiki Tong Talk the largest, most popular Tiki Tong-related podcast on the planet. Everyone here at the Tiki Tong Nation is absolutely ecstatic about Tiki Tong's grand return and the Donkey Kong theme park. Uh, it's going to launch a total Tiki Tong takeover of the Donkey Kong brand, the Nintendo brand, and Tiki Tong territory is going to be the best-selling game in history. It's going to sell Tiki Tong alien units. Everyone here is super psyched. But as a show of appreciation and gratitude to DK Bion Show, everyone here at the Tiki Tong Nation has a question for you. Do you think there are going to be any explicitly non-retro elements at the park? As in, like, we've seen Dixie Kong, we've seen Randy, but any, uh, I started from, like, Ellie the Elephant, I guess, any other substantial non-retro elements, anything not in the retro games? Thank you, Tiki Tong Tim, out! <sighs> Maybe I didn't need to play all the calls. <laughs> that was the best one of them. We should have just played that one. What was that Tiki Tong Tim? Was that the name they gave? That's a good name. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Well, to address your point, and this has come up throughout several of the calls and uh, it it's it's one of the like prominent questions right now is it like will we see stuff other than the retro era, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? Let's get into it, Dustin. Let's talk a little bit about Tiki Tong, the 
the freak out among certain parts of the fandom about Tiki Tong and why the park is looking the way it's looking versus, you know, incorporating elements from other games. Let's do it. So anyone who has followed this story, either through us or the aforementioned Orlando Park Stop slash Theme Park Stop or other theme park sites, knew that Tiki Tong was going to be involved. And following this history of Donkey Kong Country as Super Nintendo World from the beginning, like back from when things first started leaking in 2017, that's how long we've been following this story, 2017, we knew that it was roughly 2015 when this project first started being conceptualized behind the scenes at Universal. That Man, was that's, that's a long time. It's a very long time. That was right after Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze was released. And it was before Donkey Kong Freedom at Vicarious Visions had even begun its ill-fated development. So, like, the, the, the only thing to crib off of recently for Donkey Kong was Returns and Tropical Freeze when everything was started, like when plans were being made, when they were trying to figure out what this park was going to be. Now, this was concurrent right. in time with the Smash Ballot for Super Smash Brothers for Nintendo 3DS and Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. And it was through the Smash Ballot that Sakurai, Sakurai's team, Nintendo realized that K. Rule was actually uh, pretty popular with fans. <laughs> Who would have guessed? And it, it did take Nintendo by surprise, as I've discussed on the conversation in the past. But, you know, the, the Smash Ballot was kind of a slow burn thing. And there was, like, it's, it's one thing to hear from fans that, oh, we want K. Rule in Smash Brothers. It's another to have that happen at the same time when you're breaking down a multi-million dollar theme park. So... <laughs> there was really nothing um nothing really to go off of as far as K Rule goes when thinking about a Donkey Kong Country theme park in 2015. There was just there there were no plans at that time for K Rule or his immediate future. Right. So it makes complete sense that he would not be involved because this is basically an artifact of the pre-Smash Ballot era. And understanding of Donkey Kong. Having Tiki Tong as the antagonist of the roller coaster just is the most logical thing because the roller coaster is, as we now know, explicitly set in the Golden Temple, which for those who forget, what the lore is, the Golden Temple is the passageway between Donkey Kong Island and the dimension that Tiki Tong originates from. So, right. you know, I, I've seen some criticisms that Tiki Tong is being used when they could have used the Snowmads. But the Snowmads, as much as I do like the Snowmads, they are very specifically themed. They, yeah, they come they in, they come in and they freeze things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This isn't a, a, a frozen-themed park. That would really send mixed messages to those who don't know anything about Donkey Kong. 
Wait, it, it's a jungle, <laughs> but there's snow in the jungle. Wait, it's a jungle, but there are Arctic invaders in the jungle. What? Where's Elsa? <laughs> yeah, like so the snow mats and tropical freeze. That's like what you give to people after they're already familiar with the concepts of right. Donkey Kong Country. Something they could do seasonally if they wanted. At one point in the concept art, there were some tropical freeze baddies being bandied about, like um like not the snowmats per se, but but some of the more ancillary baddies you encountered in Tropical Freeze. So Right. Like it it, it was like played with in, in the concept stage, but ultimately they just decided to go with the jungle elements as seen in Donkey Kong Country Returns. Like, you know, y- y- it, bringing in the snowmads would be a fun thing, maybe during the festive season, during the holidays. You, you could have the snowmads yeah, exactly. come in and freeze the jungle, and you have, like, a holiday Christmas theming to it with, with the snowmads everywhere. That'd be fun. That would be so much fun. But again, that's kind of a, a short window in time where that would feel appropriate. Right. You can't just base a whole park around it. Yes. Now, likewise... I am sure that when the Donkey Kong series is reestablished as a thriving, concurrent video game series, K. Rule will probably be playing a part from this point on. I can't say for sure. Uh, I, I would be bewildered if he doesn't make an appearance, given that they, they know K. Rule's, um, beloved and given that super smash brothers is the kingmaker i saw some arguments on social media this past week where smash brothers doesn't count smash brothers doesn't matter smash brothers has never since when yeah exactly but it it just shows how the impressions some people walk away with are not universally held you know and it's just right it it was amusing to me because i'm like no smash brothers basically dictates how a character is defined going forward yeah, I I feel like if Diddy did not have his uh, pop guns and jetpack in Smash Brothers, he probably I I couldn't see them in Returns or Tropical Freeze. Uh, yeah. Smash Brothers made them like part of his character. Exactly. So it, it would be just I I I would be shocked if K. Roll does not appear in the next Donkey Kong game. Now that doesn't mean that like the the Kremlins will be the main antagonist. Like I could see them do this thing where. Well, we have to use K. Rule, but we, do we need to use the Kremlin crew as the baddies? And then everybody right. would fight about that. But uh, I, I think <laughs> I think K. Rule is going to be an element that sticks around. But I do think that the park will be able to adapt and evolve alongside the games. Like we mentioned, Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge that was devised to tie into the sequel trilogy when everybody loved the sequel trilogy. And, you know, it it was just viewed as the current status quo for Star Wars. And then the the backlash towards the sequel started for myriad of reasons, some of which I don't agree with, some of which I understand the point. And then the kind of perspective the window of what current Star Wars was shifted to the Disney Plus show, specifically the Mandalorian. And then they started bringing in the Mandalorian and Grogu 
into the park and that kind of messes up the continuity of the timeline of when galaxy's edge <laughs> is supposed to take place in because well, mandalorian he takes place in the new republic era and this is the rise of the first order dustin yeah and also they have woody walking around in the same park as cinderella what's going on here it's <laughs> So I, I do think that Donkey Kong Country, the park, is based on returns and tropical freeze, but it will evolve and adapt over time. Just as I'm sure the Super Mario Land right. will bring in elements from Wonder over time as well. Uh, yeah, totally. It just makes sense. The Kremlins were never going to be in this park. That that was it was just never going to be in the cards as them being part of the base opening day aspects of the park. It was just never going to be in the right. cards. And you know, when they're reestablished in the games, I think then you could see them starting to be a core. I could see somebody walking around in a K roll costume eventually, right? Yeah. And like I said, thankfully Smash Brothers has given K roll that popularity boost that kind of cements him as sticking around and i think he will be viewed as donkey kong's primary antagonist the joker to his batman but yeah you know i i've always wanted before the buyout i always wanted donkey kong to have a large rogues gallery similar to batman like i always wanted donkey kong to have more to do than just fight k rule and we got yeah, it. I mean, I would kill for Mario to fight anyone other than Bowser. Yeah. DK, it, not, in, not in every way, but at least in that one area, is very lucky. Dustin would commit murder to get Tatanga back, everyone. You just heard it here. <laughs> that, I guess so. I, someone else said it for me. I guess I got to stand by it. You said you would kill. You would kill, Dustin. <laughs> you said it. You can't That's take it true. back. That's true. I did. You know what? You got me, Hyle. <laughs> I guess I got to commit murder this now. This is your confession. I, I was a nice cop, and I coaxed the confession out of you. <laughs> it turns out that all of DK Vine has just been a ploy to get me. Right, right. All right, wrap it up, folks. We got him. Let's get it. Let's put all this Donkey Kong shit away. Finally, I can get back to Fire Emblem, my true passion. <laughs> It's been a 24-year-old sting, Dustin. <laughs> no. I guess I got to respect it. Yeah. I I I I I think we're going to reach the point in a series where Tiki Tech Tribe fans and Kremlin Crew fanatics can coexist. I I really do. Yeah. Um so th- this is one of the coolest weeks for our community, and I do think it's a shame that it's been marred by petty squabbling. And feigned indignation. Um, and, and I say feigned indignation because I think a lot of people had to know the logic behind this and how, uh, like this stuff comes about and how long theme parks are actually in development for. And I think some people were just willfully putting the blinders on so they could feed the outrage like i i I don't know maybe maybe i'm just looking at this from uh sort of a pessimistic viewpoint but i I really do feel like 
some people just wanted that dopamine hit of anger and, and they're just like, I'm right. going to be angry about this because, oh, it makes me feel something. It makes me feel alive. I need something to be outraged by. Yeah. The only thing I'm angry about is I probably won't be able to go to Osaka next year to check this out in person. And, Same. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty bitter about it. I don't even know if I'm going to get to go to Florida when it opens there. I'm on the other side of the country. I mean, we are we are going to DK Vine's going to be in attendance. Um, oh, thank God! I, I'm I'm trying to grease the wheels as as we speak, and um, I don't know who among us is going to be able to go, but we will have feet on the ground at the very least. So yeah, yeah. everybody, just relax, chill out. Yeah, it's all good. It this is this is this is a great time for Donkey Kong fandom. I don't yeah. know I don't know what uh, else to say. Yeah, I I mean maybe this is a pessimistic way of looking at it, but at this point I'm just happy to see anything. Yeah, I'll, I, I'll, I'm I'm really reaching for those table scraps of oh, uh, Tiki Tong. Yes, love seeing that guy. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's good. It's good to see him back, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Um. So let's talk a little bit about Minecart Madness, Dustin. Uh, I'd love to. What we knew then versus what we know now. Now, Minecart Madness. We've known about this name since the diorama. Uh. The only the only thing that's changed about this since then is the hyphen. That was present there is not present here. Thankfully, thankfully, it's just minecart madness, and we got a little. Someone wised up. Yeah, that hyphen was terrible, and <laughs> we got a little logo for it. It's it's uh it's cute. Uh, you know, it's it's that's fun. It's guy is kind of like um like the um it it looks like the logo like it's got the wood planks from. Uh, the returns logo is it? Yeah. I think so. The the way returns was spelled out in in, in its logo um, was like with these like segmented wood planks building like building out the logo. This is similar to that. It looks a little bit different, and they use green wood to make madness. Which yeah, like where do you get green wood from? Those trees aren't even mature. The. They- it is the best kind of wood. That that's the true madness right there. Is cutting down non-mature forest. Come on now, um, exactly. th- those trees. Yeah. Those trees barely had a life. So, I'm going to read to you the description from the Universal website again for Minecart Madness, and and this will just kind of set the scene as Universal wants it set specifically. The fun starts when you get blasted out of a barrel cannon at the Golden Temple. Hop into a minecart and go for a thrilling ride through the jungle. You'll even leap across a collapsed track. This series of unpredictable thrills will make you scream with excitement. Join Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong in this race through the jungle on a wild adventure to protect the Golden banana from the Tiki Tat tribe. Wow, the golden banana. The gold, the golden banana, the one that warps you 
to the cloud realm, Tiki Tong's home dimension, and which the golden bananas that we know from Mario Party and Donkey Kong 64 were created in the image of. So why would they want to stop the Tiki Tech tribe from getting that banana? They want to go home, I I would assume. The the lore I'm not really sure about, and I'm not sure if it really hangs together with what's established in the games. <laughs> I I it could be this thing where maybe uh like maybe they're trying to prevent on like a fresh incursion from the cloud realm and like if they get a hold of the golden banana, they're gonna like bring in an invading. They can army. bring in like more tiki's. Right. Or or maybe like this is this is how Tiki Tong is coming back. I I, I don't I I'll know for sure. I don't know if this really works <laughs> with the established <laughs> video game canon. But um Right. Yes, so what we knew from about Minecart Madness this this uh originates from uh, Orlando Park Stop slash Theme Park Stop. And we talked about this on the August episode. Just for a quick refresher, uh, this is what's called a boom coaster, a new type of roller coaster that was patented by Universal. And you've got four riders in a minecart. The minecart is... um like it, it's actually connected to a hidden sideways track underneath the track that it looks like you're on. And this is how you can have these outrageous like leaps seen in Donkey Kong games from broken minecart tracks. It's all tricking your brain into thinking you're on the one track when really you're actually on this track you can't see at all. It's, it, That's it's fun. It's deceptive, Dustin. They're lying to you. They're lying to me, and I will not be made a fool of again. Yeah. Now, there are animatronics that are going to be in the queue areas. We said back in August the likely culprits would be Cranky Kong and Squawks, and I still think that's going to be the case. I think that's a safe bet. Given that we've seen them in the promotional artwork. Like, I know Cranky Kong was in the Jungle Hut. The Jungle Hut's going to be like a meet and greet area, presumably. And so I think you're going to also have costume characters showing up in areas like that. So you'll have Crank, like maybe a Cranky Kong costume character, but you'll have this animatronic in the queue line saying like, I've seen better customers on a store yeah, ouch. Well, you know, they, they'll they workshop it. Yeah, they've, they've got some time to, to finalize it, but it's actually... Yeah, they don't have to go with that one. It's actually <laughs> both Cranky Kong and Squawks. They'll both make the same noise. Yeah, they relate to each other. <laughs> so, spoilers, if you don't want to be spoiled for the roller coaster. Here's the scene-by-scene breakdown. I'm, I'm going to describe it to you again, but there is a slight alteration which I believe Captain Radley in their call already alluded to. So scene one, it's when you load uh, into the minecart and mm. um, you, you you disembark from the the um, golden temple. Uh, scene two. Now, originally in August, we said that this was going to uh, have you. As you disembark, you're going to come across a animatronic of Diddy Kong, 
kind of like waving to you. Hoo-hoo! Hi! Uh, but apparently now, at least according to uh, Theme Park Stop, this is going to now be Dixie Kong. Ooh, and, and Dixie and, gets to be part of the ride. Yeah, and maybe the thought was, we've already used Diddy too much. And why not get another character in here? Why not have it be Dixie? So Dixie Kong's going to wave to you. And uh, she's going to say, like, good luck. You're going to need it. Ha, ha, ha. You're going to yeah, die. Yeah, I, I mean, I... S- <laughs> Thanks, Dixie. Uh, yeah, I mean, I assume it's still going to be, like, you'll have Diddy riding with DK in the cart, so it's not like he's totally pushed out of the ride. It makes sense to get another character in there. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I mean, I'm always happy for more characters. It doesn't always have to be just Donkey and Diddy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, the, the rest of the... Roller coaster presumably plays out the same. I'm just going to hit upon some of the highlights. Go back and listen to the August episode that we did on this because it was really informative and I'm really proud of that episode. And, uh, I, I just don't want to reheat it, you know, but you, you right. want, you launch out of the, um, barrel cannon, which they also show you in the trailer for this. There's a short little animated video that they uploaded to youtube of donkey and diddy riding on the uh roller coaster and there's a scene where you actually see like going through the barrel cannon and you get blasted over the waterfall and um this is where you almost run into donkey and diddy as that terrified well actually bemused family with the terrified yellow shirt guy they they um this is where that scene plays out and donkey and diddy are in the mine cart you jump over some spikes and uh, there's going to be mole miners um, that, that you encounter. Professor Chops, our old friend Professor Chops will be there. You hit the checkpoint. Professor Chops waves his little little flag. And uh, this is where you see Tiki Tong. And this is why I wanted to kind of relay all of this stuff once again. Because Tiki Tong's role in the roller coaster is Tiki Tong shows up and he's like, I've got to stop you. And so what, what t- <laughs> you're having too much fun. Yeah. So Tiki Tong has apparently twisted the track with his big hands, with those big oven. Oh my mitts. goodness. He, 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 he's twisted the track into a corkscrew. And, um, oh. you, rather than, um, like going uh, across the spiraling track, you actually fall from it down to another section of track. And so, um, that is why I was saying Tiki Tong makes the most sense because he's got big monster hands to twist the minecart track with. Yeah, the snowmads don't have big giant hands. K. Rule, I mean, what would K. Rule do? He would shoot it with his blunderbuss. But yeah, I love K. Rule, but his hands are tiny compared to this guy. Let's be honest, Dawson. In Florida, you don't want to have another person shooting at you. Like, you probably had seven people That's shooting true. at you en route to the park. You don't need more <laughs> of that once you're inside the park. So Tiki Tong makes yeah, the I'll, most I'll sense. I'll gladly take a big Tiki man. <laughs> and again, uh, thematically, it makes sense given that it's set within the Golden Temple. It it just right. It just makes sense to use... Tiki Tong and the Tiki Tech tribe. And you got screaming pillars on the uh, outside then. You jump over the water. And then uh, at the end of the roller coaster, Donkey Kong's there, another animatronic, and he waves goodbye. Like, good job. And then as you go in, you see Diddy Kong um, 
one last time, he's reached the golden banana and he's he's about to uh, grab it as you disembark. Oh, what a scamp. What a what a little rascal. And that's why it makes sense that they cut one of the Diddy Kongs because Diddy Kong appeared three times throughout the roller coaster. Donkey Kong himself yeah. only appeared twice. And don't get me wrong. I always like when Diddy Kong has more appearances than Donkey Kong. But if I'm honest, I would rather sacrifice one of the three Diddy appearances for a Dixie appearance. For one Dixie. Yeah. 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 Uh, Love it. I, I, I really looking forward to it. Yeah. So I, th- I think with that context, when you see Tiki Tong on the promotional artwork, I know a certain subset of fans are going to just fly off the handle. But when you have it explained to you what exactly Tiki Tong's doing, I'm like, yeah, you should feel better now, right? Because, like, what would K-Roll do in those circumstances? Right. And I, and I think it also, he, like... He would laugh. It, it definitely, like, marries Tiki Tong to this roller coaster. But outside the roller coaster, elsewhere... You you could have times where K. Rule could you know saunter in. So I I think I think it's great. I'm happy about it. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm pumped. Yeah, same. So I, I mean, just getting Dixie herself is a big win. Yeah, and um, honestly, just like hearing about the details like the mole miners and and screaming pillars like i know this is all returns era stuff that some people might be a little bit burned out on considering like you know the mario kart track and the lego sets and, and everything else but i'm always happy to see anything brought back and referenced in donkey kong like returns and tropical freeze are the base Right. And and um, yeah. I, I don't want any of that stuff to fall by the wayside. I just want older stuff to be brought back and I want new stuff to be incorporated as well. I think there's a healthy balance for all three to be found. Yeah, totally. Let's talk about some other park details, Dustin, uh, specifically. You the, got it. The big question mark, because everything has been confirmed that we uh-huh. knew about back you know, across the past six years or so following this story, except one element from the diorama. I think you mean elephant. (laughs) Hey, element the elephant. Yeah. (laughs) Where is Ellie? Is Ellie okay? Because Ellie has not shown up in any of the preview art. Of course, there's no new fancy render for Ellie. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if Ellie's going to be in this or not, or if Ellie was one of the things they cut. One one of the propositions that that was there in the concept art through the diorama stage that ultimately didn't make it into the final build of the park. But I wouldn't give up hope yet, just because I I think it's possible. There's a lot of empty space. In, in the in the park and, and some of this will be dedicated to uh, how you use the power up bands but my theory back in August was that Ellie would spray you with water from her trunk and that's why they went with Ellie like what would be a fun little theme park like cool down element of this you know you got to get people wet you got to yeah. get them drenched in a in a theme park. Ugh. 
And, well, Donkey Kong has this existing character that squirts water from her trunk. Wouldn't that be fun if she, like, stuck her head out of the bushes and hosed down your daddy? <laughs> Would that not be just a, a, a hoot and a holler? So, you know, we, we, we speculated about a potential minigame that, that was involved with Ellie. It's possible that minigame has been cut, but I think they might still have a squirting elephant in there. And I think it would probably still be Ellie if they do. I think there, there's a lot of space that we could still see stuff that isn't related to an actual event, like playing the bongo yeah. minigame with Rambi or the meet and greet or the flying by merch stand, which also has been confirmed. The flying by is there. So. Yeah, it, it's not like we've seen, like, every last inch of this park from what they've shown off. There, Ellie could still be in there somewhere. I, I think there could still be environmental things that are just there for ambiance. And, and it could be, yeah. could be Ellie. Could be Ellie. Could, Ellie could just be, exactly. like, the, the cool-down station, again, if you want to get drenched by a Donkey Kong character. Sprays water at passerbys from the bushes yeah, every, yeah. every so often. Pour some sugar on me, Ellie pour some sugar on me <laughs> the other thing i wanted to talk about before we get into the merch section of our podcast is the difference between the golden temple head in osaka versus the golden temple head in orlando now in osaka the golden temple head will only emit a fine mist from its mouth sort of like a, a refreshing uh, spray if you will. Right. Uh, while in Orlando, it will purportedly be a full-on waterfall. Wow. And and I, I've heard different reasons for this. Space in, in uh, the uh, Universal Studios Japan Park, but also climate. Uh, of course, Orlando is warmer for more, like, longer stretches of the year. Um and just it 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 might have the space to accommodate a full on recycling uh, waterfall element. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So technically, I, I think the Orlando Park will be a little bit more deluxe compared to the one in Osaka. But that's not to take away from the Osaka Park. Like you're still going to get the overall experience. It's not going to be like the one in Hollywood, which won't have this at all. You're, you're, you're just not right. going to get the Donkey Kong Country Park in Hollywood. Or, yeah, they're, or they're getting the smallest Donkey Kong Park of all. Yeah, or, or the, of it. the Singapore Park as well will not be getting Donkey Kong. This is just coming to the O's, Osaka and Orlando. Right. So um, let's talk about preview merchandise, Dustin. Now, this underwhelmed some people because you see merchandise rolled out and you're like, this is it. This is all you're doing. This is not all of the merchandise that will be available at things this like... This is just preview merchandise. Right. This is what they're selling throughout Universal Studios Japan and Super Nintendo World as it currently exists. It's to build hype. It's to build awareness for the upcoming grand opening of Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. And I think at that point, we'll see plushes. Dustin, we'll see a Dixie Kong plush. Oh my goodness, we've never had that before, we've, I don't think. Well, we've never had an official Dixie Kong plush outside of, I believe, Japan. Like, I think they might have had one for the cartoon in Japan. Maybe I'm crossing oh, my wires. Oh, that makes sense. Maybe I'm crossing my wires there, but we've never had one in the West, at the very least. Right. So, 
Uh, I'm sure we'll have Cranky Kong, uh, you know, Squawks, Rambi. Holy crap. I, I would love a plush Rambi. I am going to go bankrupt. I mean, I'm already living <laughs> hand to mouth. I mean, I'm, I'm a Donkey Kong journalist full time now. I'm, I'm not eating like huge grand feast every night. You know, I, I'm subsiding on ramen some nights. So I'm going to have to start saving my pennies for, for all of these goods. Yeah. But, um, Let's start with the power-up bands. Now, these are free. I'd love to start there. These are free whenever you visit Super Nintendo World. And we've got two new varieties coming uh, for Donkey Kong Country. It's the Donkey Kong power-up band. You, you, you wear it. It's like a, it's like a plastic watch, like a, a toy watch you might have when you're a kid. Like a, a functioning watch. It, this isn't a watch, but it looks like one of those, like, cereal box right. watches you might have worn as a kid. Like you, Yeah, like my you, nephew went to Nintendo Land and he got uh, a toad one from the Mario Park, so I'm, I'm familiar with them. Yeah, when you actually unfurl the entire band, they actually have uh, at the end of them, eyes like on the stuff from Double Dash that I hate. <laughs> so that's great uh but but dk it's got the dk insignia dk logo uh on on like the, the classic yellow font on red background and then you've got right uh a green band with yellow banana bunch on it um so that's that's donkey kong's we also have diddy kong's band and this kind of surprised some people, including me, including the DK Vine staff when we saw it. Because, you know, Mario Kart kind of standardized that Diddy Kong's emblem was the stars from his shirt. What we, what we call the Star Athletics logo. Cause you see this. Right. You see, you see a similar motif pop up throughout the Donkey Kong universe, the shared rare universe. It's, it's on some different athletic gear in uh the donkey kong universe it's not necessarily just diddy's although that's the way nintendo's kind of run with it but you you think that's diddy's emblem and that's what will appear on diddy's power-up band and it does appear on diddy's power-up band but on the band itself it's a red band with the yellow stars on it but the actual insignia is the dd that appeared on Diddy's barrels from Tropical Freeze. Yeah, that's an interesting choice. Yeah, so to show you the inconsistency behind this, in Mario Kart, Diddy's emblem is the stars, but in Mario Kart Tour, where Dixie also appears, she uses the DX that appeared on her barrels. And Funky uses his his own corporate logo, which is his grinning face. So he doesn't use the FK from the like that that were from the Funky <laughs> Girls. So it's really confusing. I wonder why. Yeah, well, yeah, because Funky Kong doesn't need to advertise that he fucks. Everybody just knows Funky Kong fucks. Yeah, you look at him and you just know. Yeah, uh, he smells like sex. It's like where have you been, Funky? <laughs> oh, never mind. Oh, I should have known. So yeah, it, it is surprising. I don't know how I feel about DD because I think Double Dash, I, which 
you know, it, it yeah, it it does like fit with the eyes on the end of the band, but all the same, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, I I've never been a fan of that just because those aren't his initials. It's weird. It's weird that you would do Donkey Kong's initials and then for all the other characters you just have to concede to another letter in their name. I guess Funky Kong has it, but uh and and it makes sense, you know, they can't just all be DK. But it, I do think they should have, like, I, I mean, Diddy has his stars, Funky has his face. Maybe for <laughs> Dixie, you could do, like, her ponytail, like a, a swirling ponytail that, uh, I'd, I'd know that's Dixie Kong. I think the problem with Dixie and why this is this all kind of fell apart was the only imagery Dixie ever used on her clothing was the rare pin. And right. they never came up with a replacement. I know the, the movie, like, played with some stuff. Like, I think the, the movie put a DX pin on her beret. Or was it a banana? Right, but, but even yeah. then, even then, DX, it, it, it's it's weird. It, it's just a little clunky, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's fine. Speaking on the subject of Funky Kong and sex, Freezer says, if they want to make people wet, they should have topless Funky. <laughs> so, they, I mean, I can't disagree with that. Yeah. Uh, the power-up bands will let you interact with park elements, including finding the hidden Kong letters throughout Donkey Kong Country. So you definitely want to wear your power-up band to find those Kong letters. Because maybe you'll get into a key temple and then have a really miserable experience in the park where you you, you just die immediately. (laughs) You're kicked out. You got to start the park from the beginning. Or maybe it'll just be like Donkey Kong Land where the, the Kong letters let you save your place in line. Oh, that'd be nice. That yeah. that'd be helpful. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like not crazy about the DD being used, but I'm also not opposed to it. There's precedent for it. It's not like yeah. they're just making it up. Right. I'm at least happy Diddy's getting a power up band. Here's the interesting thing, Dustin. Okay. You know, power up bands also work as amiibo. No way. Yeah. Now they don't work with. Wii U and Nintendo 3DS Amiibo sensors, but they do work with the Switch, so long as you have, like, the most recent updates for it installed. So... That, I I did not know that. Yes. So, because of the Amiibo element, and because Amiibos are toys to life, and they have that, like, interconnectivity with video games and the real world, that does raise the question... Will the theme park be considered DKU canon? Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Got 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 to sleep on that one, Dustin, cuz I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> but I but I have been considering and I like I have to get the DK and Diddy bands, right? Uh to complete We'll have my to collection. do a tribunal episode. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> Legitimately, that's going to be a highlight. Uh so speaking of plushies in the live stream, Silica Kong is there. Hello. And says Professor Hello. Ch- Professor Chops and Tiki Tong plushies. And um Well, I guess that's a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure someone would want to own a plush of uh uh that fucking pig. 
<laughs> tiki tong would be hard because like the hands would have to be connected and would they just be hanging you can like by... connect them by like strings yeah but then you just have a, an awkward string hanging from your big tiki head what if what if they were velcro i i could see that like strap on hands yeah yeah it could uh, work well speaking of plushies that we do know about we have something that i don't find appealing whatsoever <laughs> I didn't know this was going to be a thing, but I guess because Disney, Disneyland and Disney World sort of set the template for the modern theme park experience, we have to have some sort of equivalent of the Mickey Mouse ears. <laughs> and part of the preview merchandise is this headband, this this red headband that has two miniature plushes of Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong in barrels on either side to kind of look like mouse ears. Yeah. uh, Heil, you say you don't find it appealing at all. You know if you ever went, you would get this and wear it. I just know it. So, even I have my limits at at times. Mm. Yeah, I... (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. So I made a joke in the news article about this where just imagine wearing your DK Vine grapes shirt and, and also donning this. Just Im- <laughs> just imagine how many people would walk to the other side of the street to avoid you. <laughs> don't go near don't go near that man, little Bobby. It should be pointed out that Donkey Kong is sticking out of a DK barrel while Diddy is sticking out of a barrel cannon. Yeah, um, actually, I hate to break it to you, but Kongs do not stick their heads out of DK barrels. Uh, sorry. Uh, actually, they're just broken out of DK barrels. Never once has a Kong been displayed as poking their head out of a DK barrel, actually. Yeah, uh, nice try. Start the whole park over. Let's burn it to the ground. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's a good rational reaction where's my metroid prime 4 park <laughs> all right so uh, that, that that's like w- one of the wearables uh, we 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 have more wearables we're going to discuss but th- this was all the the merchandise shown on the like the big presentation uh monday night here here in the americas tuesday morning in japan uh, so, so we just had that head, um, headband and the power up bands on display. And then they went to the consumables, the, the munchies, Ooh. the, the little, little snacky doos that you can uh, chomp on like the plant or chomps on like the shark while you're at Universal and, and you, you just need a little pick me up and maybe a little souvenir with it as well. So we, we have, savory seasoned crisp uh, of some sort uh we've we've got the donkey kong crisp in a little bag that they look like um malformed cheetos (laughs) i was gonna say like little uh uh cinnamon twist from taco bell yeah cinnamon twist that look like they've been left out too long yeah, they shriveled up in like the sun. Somebody left them out in the rain, and, and then then yeah, oh. dried out in the sun, and then uh, oh, you're a, making me sad. Hyle. A, a car went by and splashed mud on them, maybe. Oh, 
And, and then we have what looks like uh, a Ritz cracker for Diddy, but also a Ritz cracker that has been petrified. Like it's a fossil of a Ritz cracker. I wasn't sure what this was at first. I thought I was looking at like a chicken nugget or something. It does look like a chicken nugget. Ew. Yeah, I was like, you you can't just do that. Yeah, you can't did, just give those away in wrappers. Did he sell in his old friend drumstick? <laughs> He's like, ah, I've been waiting to get rid of this guy. No, this is some sort of chip. It's some sort of crisp, depending on your preferred right. nomenclature. But the, these little bags... You know, we got to jack up the price somehow. You know, how do we get people to really spend an exorbitant amount of money on small little bags of crisp? We're going to put them in a plastic DK barrel that's also a piggy bank. So you you can put your 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 coins in there and save up for that Professor Chops plush. That's neat. Yeah, I, 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 do, I, I like I could have sworn this was something they just sold normally. I, I do like the DK barrel. Um, like I, I still need to get the, the, the one that comes with Diddy, the Diddy action figure at Walmart, but none of my Walmarts have ever restocked them. Like they sold out immediately and I still haven't found them and online prices are just way too much and I'm not willing to that spend Diddy that. fever is wild. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody wants the plastic DK barrel and maybe these being available at Universal Studios Japan will help quell a little bit of that, but yeah, it, it, it's cool. Uh, more interesting to me, I'm not going to buy these because I'm pretty sure these aren't vegan, but I, I'm, I'm intrigued by these nonetheless, are gold coins, rather chocolate coins wrapped in gold wrappers. So it's kind of like uh, gold coins you would buy, you know, like fake money that's candy or Hanukkah gelt. Um, it, it's right that kind of thing, but they're done up like banana coins, and uh, you get that's a fun idea. Yeah, you've got banana coin on one side, and then on the other side, you've got Donkey Kong's head or Diddy Kong's head, and it also comes with a little chocolate nugget that's wrapped in what looks like a wrapper that's from off of Viva Pinata a little bit because <laughs> it's got like the Viva Pinata kind of. The zigzags. The zigzags, but it's got a render of Donkey and Diddy on the front. And it comes in a little um, tin that's shaped like a banana coin. And on the side, it says Super Nintendo World, Universal Studios Japan. And it's got images of Donkey and Diddy running across the side as well. See, I I would really like to own this, uh, but I would feel bad eating the coins. Because I just look at them here and I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, thankfully. I would never eat that. Thankfully, I have reproductions of banana coins, both the Retro Studios version of which these are and the classic rare iteration of banana coins. So I feel like if I still ate milk chocolate, I would eat these right up because I already have like banana coins and I don't. Right. Really you wouldn't need... be missing out on anything. Right. Right. And I'd be like, yum, yum. Let me eat some. <laughs> eat them up. Yeah. Uh, so moving forward, we have. A series of cookies, a series of cookies and snacks that come in the same branding. Now, these aren't exclusive for Donkey Kong Country. This incorporates the the more broad Super Nintendo World imagery of both Mario's 
the Super Mario series and the Donkey Kong series side by side. And with this, we get new right. renders of Donkey and Diddy Kong. Uh, we, we've got Donkey Kong sort of like, he looks like he's doing a little dance and he looks like he's clapping his hands. <laughs> and we've got a really fantastic render of Diddy Kong swinging down on a vine. And I love yeah, this render of Diddy Kong. Yeah, th- this is, this is, one of my favorite renders of Diddy Kong that I've ever seen. I, I think that it's almost like a spiritual successor to the render from Donkey Kong 64 that was used in Donkey Kong Country Barrel Mace, which we just discussed, where he's hanging on a rope. Right. But it looks better than that. So, uh, yeah. 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 I, I really like this render, but it's, it's got the two halves of Super Nintendo World, the Super Mario side, the Donkey Kong Country side, and it's got various characters from both franchises. Now, it also has renders of Rambi and Squawks, but they are repurposed ram, rent renders of Rambi and Squawks from Donkey Kong Country Return. So this is still the old model of Rambi. I, I guess they just, I, I don't know. I can't say for sure if these, like, th- this product mock-up was done before the model of Rambi was finalized. And so they just stuck the old asset in here, but. That would make sense. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, you, you, you get these three different products, actually four, um, but. These are the consumables. You've got chocolate crunch cookies that come in what looks like a Happy Meal box. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, uh, just a little cardboard box with a little handle. Uh, again, it, it's to make your purchase of food seem like a more important thing. Like, here's a souvenir. It comes with a little bag of chocolate cookies. Yeah, I guess if I'm paying that much, I, I'm gonna wanna keep it. But it, yeah, it's, it's still just a cardboard box. It's not that amazing. I'm sure it'd be one of those things yeah. where the, the kid in the family really wants to hold on to it and the parents like, can't you throw that out yet? <laughs> no! Yeah. We've got the shortbread cookies, which again, I'm pretty sure these won't be vegan. I'm pretty sure I won't be able to eat these, but these do look tasty in my opinion. You've, you've got, um, different, um, printed images on these shortbread cookies that come in a, like, um, a flat package. It kind of looks like a box of chocolates, but it's a box of cookies. Right. And you've got, um, Mario printed on, on one, and it's got, like, the Mario name on it, and it's like a red cookie, and you've got a green printed cookie with Donkey Kong. It's got Donkey Kong on it, and got Super Nintendo World cookies as well, with the logo for the park. I've always wanted to have Donkey Kong in my mouth, and now I finally can. I, I quipped in the news article about these that I'm sure these will turn your poo an interesting color. <laughs> you know, looking w- forward to it. When you eat something that uses dyes, a lot of times your fecal matter will take on the properties of said dyes. It's just science. Right. We're not saying anything we're, we don't all already know. I, I'm not saying anything untoward here, Dustin. I'm just exactly. speaking biological truth of the bathroom. Yeah, we would never make a uh, fecal humor 
on this podcast. Am I being funny right now? No, I'm just telling you, if you no. eat these... No, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, this isn't haha quip time. This isn't a Marvel yeah. Studios production. I'm not Robert Downey Jr. This is just stone cold facts. Yeah, and if I see anyone snickering out there, you, you're going to put your head down and miss recess. Also, to any of our readers in Japan who have visited the park and bought these shortbread cookies, let me know what it does. Yeah, let Heil know. Yeah, I don't need pictures, but if you could send uh, an essay in, I'll run it on DK Vine. I, I really want to know what it does to your poop. <laughs> Moving on, we have this, I don't even know what, what this is. This is, this, this comes in the nicest, um, souvenir. Yeah, it's with, like a little tin. Yeah, it's, it's a retainer. It's got like, I think it's raised with the character. So you, you can like run your finger across Donkey Kong and, and it's clapping body. It just comes with an assortment of treats, but I'm not really sure what they are. They're all individually the wrapped. The top one looks like a little waffle treat. Little, little waffle, like little Stroop waffle. Um, yeah. Oh, those are good. Now I want one. But yeah, I'm not sure what this other stuff is. It's all individually wrapped, which seems very wasteful. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you don't really get what the rest of these are. Yeah. We also have souvenir medallions, Dustin. And, and these also use the imagery, the same imagery as on all the... Uh, like broader themed consumables, but you, you can get three different varieties of souvenir medallions. Now you can get, if you're just a straight up Donkey Kong fanatic, if you're all about the DKU and you don't want any of those ugly Mario characters screwing up your souvenir medallion, you can get Donkey and Diddy on a little medallion as a Super Nintendo World, Universal Studios Japan. And these are like, the, the best way to describe these, I think, you, you know those machines that squish your pennies? Um, oh, at, do I ever? Those are all over Disneyland. Yeah. And sometimes you don't actually like put in a coin for it to squish because that's technically illegal is defacing currency. <laughs> so sometimes you just put in money and they'll give you a pre-made coin in that shape. But um, right. I think these are just pre-made coins in that shape. But yeah, you, you can get Donkey and Diddy, which I'm going to get for sure. Yeah, same. Uh, but you can also, if you just care about the big damn heroes of Nintendo, you can get one that pairs the frenemies together, Donkey Kong and Mario. And it's in that order, by the way. Donkey Kong's first on the medallion. He's on the left-hand side. And then your eye. Well, if you're reading it like a manga, I guess Mario's first. So I'm speaking from a very Americanized perspective. Apologies. True. That's Apologies. true. But yeah, from the American perspective, Donkey Kong is first. And and from the Japanese perspective, Mario is first. But you know what? That's a good compromise. Yeah, everyone wins. Everyone wins! And then we have a third medallion, which makes me eat a little crow. Uh, because not, not the Donkey Kong Country 2 boss. He has not been confirmed to be um, at Super Nintendo World. Unless he's the chicken nuggets we talked about. They're actually made of crow. Ooh. But uh, this pairs Diddy Kong with Luigi. 
we were just talking about how they would never interact. Well, on, on our Double Dash episode, we were talking about partners. And, and I said, I didn't think Diddy and, and Luigi would really get along. And, and some people said, well, their chemistry in, in the one Sluggers game was, was pretty good. And, you know, whatever. You know, I, I still don't think Diddy would respect Luigi. I, I just don't. That's, that's not speaking ill of Luigi. I just think that Diddy does not view himself as a sidekick anymore. I think Diddy views himself right. as Donkey Kong's equal partner in adventuring. And I think Luigi has a complex uh, a self-esteem thing where he constantly views himself in Mario's shadow. And I think because Diddy is so self-assured and Luigi is so down on himself... I don't think they would really hit it off as, like, the sidekicks, right? Because Diddy, in his mind, right. is the sidekick made good. And Luigi, despite having Luigi's mansion and, and solo success, I don't think Luigi views himself as that like, solo star. Right. I, I think that's fair to say. Yeah, but yeah. Way, way to make me look like a damn fool, Universal. <laughs> they heard you and they said, oh, yeah? Get a load of this. So I, I was writing a news article about this merchandise. It's part of my ongoing or reoccurring news article series on DK Vine that I started once I became a full-time Donkey Kong journalist called Monkeys Be Shopping, where I <laughs> where where I like give people a heads up on new DKU merchandise from all over, right? So right. I was doing a special edition of Monkeys Be Shopping for all this Donkey Kong Country preview merch at Universal. And then what was happening was I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna space these out because I had the article about the park info itself, and I was like, I'm gonna do the article about the merchandise the next day. Um, right around the time the park opens in Japan, um, because that's that's a good time to like sync it up. But as the park opened in Japan, the devotees of Super Nintendo World in Osaka were, like, rushing to get all the new merchandise. And they were quickly sharing on social media some merchandise that was not shown off at the presentation. And so we actually Ooh. got more things that were kind of doled out over the day. So I, I like, as I was finishing the article, I got the, what we're about to talk about next. They shared this reusable tote bag. And, and so I, I quickly added the tote bag as I was finishing the article. And this is a, a reusable tote, the kind you would get like at a grocery store. Um, the, the kind that you would say, like, I'm going to bring this every time I go grocery shopping. And then you forget it at home or you always leave it in the car and you're like, damn it. <laughs> Should have brought my Donkey Kong bag. But, but it's made, it's got the same like recycled plastic look to it. And. Right. This one uses primarily existing renders, save for one. So this is a collage of Donkey Kong characters, um, using a lot of renders that we've seen in recent years. Donkey and Diddy are like, um, updated renders, mm. um, that, that Nintendo has just had at the ready. While some of these other character renders go back to Returns or Tropical Freeze. And another one seems to be brand new that we've never seen before. Uh, we got Donkey. Bizarre. It, yeah. It... Yeah. 
we we've it's got- bizarre that we would get one and then one new one and then just all these other old ones. Yeah. So what says the what what it says to me is Nintendo's had this cooked up for a while this, this render, but they haven't had any opportunity to use it. But at the very least, right. they knew they were going to be using it in the future, which might bode well for you know certain things, certain games. I don't know, but. We, we we have Donkey Kong eating a banana, and it, it's kind of that new render that we've seen. It was on one of the calendars um, recently, but it, it's it's an update of one of the Strikers renders uh, of him eating a banana. But they just eliminated the baseball references, and they gave him his new nose right. and updated the fur. It's a, a good bit. render. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, and, and I also like the squawks in the back, who looks very concerned, like Donkey Kong doesn't know he's about to eat a cyanide banana, but Squawks does. Squawks is concerned, but he's too late to warn him. Squawks is concerned that he's too close to Donkey Kong's mouth, and then once Donkey Kong is done the, with the banana, he's just going to keep chomping and uh, <laughs> consume the twig that Squawks is on. Yeah, this. This yeah, is Squawks ju- is saying he's right behind me, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, Squawks on on the tree branch is paired with Donkey Kong in kind of an orange square. Um, we've got Diddy Kong in a yellow square with a banana bunch, arbitrarily. I I, I don't just got to stick right. a banana bunch on there. Below Diddy is Cranky Kong in a green square. Uh, this is the render of Cranky from Tropical Freeze. Next. To Cranky, we've got Rambi in a blue square, and this is just the recycled render of Rambi from Returns. Right. And then, oh me, oh my, we've got Professor Chops on a white square. Ugh, look at him. I, I don't, I don't hate Professor Chops like some people do, but that specific render, I don't want to see him making that face at me on a bag. We, we've talked about this, the DK Vine staff, and I think everybody who has a fundamental issue with Professor Chops, because it's not the entire DK Vine staff. I know Gibbon, she does not have an issue with Professor Chops, and she's always rolling her right. eyes whenever we go on a rant about Professor Chops. But <laughs> really, it's just this render. It's this render that we hate. Yeah. It, this oh, this render that. this render makes him look like such a smug dipshit. Yeah, you were just talking about DreamWorks earlier. This is a DreamWorks face. You could just see this on a movie poster. And this looks like that um, I ha- I hate the slight teeth. Yeah. Yeah, this 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 is just mm. I am aghast that we have Professor Chops on any actual official merchandise <laughs> i'm not i'm not i'm not opposed to it mind you i'm just kind of gobsmacked that it that flabbergasted they put, one might say. yeah that they put him on there uh before funky kong is is, is on anything there <laughs> which says to me it suggests to me that there is no current funky kong animatronic at the park Right. Uh, well, you know, having Funkies flying by, I think, is still very cool. Yeah, so I, I think they have Funkies flying by, but obviously they're not going to have Funky Kong Man Funkies flying by. It's going to be Park Staff. Right. So, yeah, I think there was just this this idea that we will reference Funky Kong, but we're not going to put Funky Kong in there. Like, maybe they will incorporate him eventually, or maybe he'll be a costume character. They just haven't ironed out those details yet. Like, he'll be showing up as a costume freak running around 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I would not count Funky out. But what it says to me is these are characters who are definitely appearing in the park. And up top there, the aforementioned new render. It's a brand new render of Dixie Kong on a pink square. Oh, be still my beating heart. There she is. Now, this is worthy of discussion because yes obviously we saw a new dixie kong render in that uh on the two park images the 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 renders that we call of super nintendo world and donkey Kong country specifically this render of dixie i've never seen before and she's cut off one by the price tag on here but also um, just the square cuts her off, like, at her belly, so we don't really see the full thing. But she's, like, right. holding up her hands. She's got them balled up as a fist. And it looks like she's going, like, yeah! But she's also Woo-hoo! kind of got this weird, like, it looks like she's stoned? I don't really know what's happening here. <laughs> I th- I think it's just her bangs getting in the way of the top yeah. of her eyes. Yeah. Now, th- this is noteworthy, though, because we have just seen the same Dixie Kong render since Tropical Freeze. It's the one where she's kind of holding her hand up to her face. And, and that's the render that's right. been used for Dixie for the past 10 years. So, to see a new Dixie Kong render... I'm like, why did they make this? I, I think this is just a stock render that they had at the ready, but no reason to use it until now. Which, right. I, again, suggests to me they have plans for Dixie beyond just the theme park. Good. But they haven't, like, sh- there, there just has been nothing yet to actually use it for, so. Right, as as they should have plans for Dixie. Yeah, like, she was in Mario Kart Tour, and they did not have this render ready for her character profile in Mario Kart Tour. But, um, so, so they made this sometime after that. Right. And that wasn't that long ago, really. It's a couple so years. A couple years. This but... is, has it been that long already? Yeah. Wow. We're already at the point of Mario Kart Tour where they've stopped making new content for it, Dustin. So that's true. Yeah. So, then as people kept going into gift shops later that day, we, we, uh, we saw a little bit more Donkey Kong merchandise. We saw this really weird Donkey Kong hat that, <laughs> that makes it look like you are a growth on Donkey Kong's neck. It makes it look like your face <laughs> is like, being birthed out of Donkey Kong's trachea. Uh, it's my dream come true. This is this is similar a little bit to the Donkey Kong costume that's been commercially available for a while now. Like you, you can order online at Spirit Halloween or whatever. But right, this this is just a little hat you can wear. It's got Donkey Kong's head on top, and and your face goes down underneath his head, and then there's the DK tie sticking down underneath it. My issue with this is that I feel like this would be really warm in a theme park environment. Like, it looks very warm. You, it, it might be comfortable if you're visiting a theme park in winter and it's cold. And I'm not sure what the temperature right. of Osaka is, 
you know, I, I'm not familiar with the climate. So like go, going to a theme park in December, I could maybe see wearing this to keep your ears warm. But you would, you could not pay me to wear this in the dead of summer. <laughs> Un- unless we, you made that like a Patreon goal. No, shut up, Dustin. I'm not going to, I don't <laughs> like to be uncomfortable, especially when I'm going somewhere like Donkey Kong Country at Super Nintendo World. I want to enjoy every second there. Right. They're very thick. They're thick. I know they, yeah. Look, you're just engulfed in Kong. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? You you know what would get me in this, Dustin? You know what? Because you you mentioned thick, and it, it put the idea in my right. head. If this wasn't Donkey Kong's head that you're sticking out of, if it was, you know, another famous part of his anatomy that is very thick with two C's. If right. I if I could be sticking I, out of two scoops of Kong, then yeah, I would proudly wear that, and I would say, "Look at me coming out of Donkey Kong's asshole." <laughs> I finally made it. That would be a Patreon tier right there, but you know, unfortunately, <laughs> they, they don't really sell that at this family theme park. It hasn't it hasn't caught on yet. Maybe if they have you know Donkey Kong Country After Dark, if if, if they like, <laughs> if they open it up for the adult crowd after a certain time, and then they then bring right, out the ass for hats. mom and dad. Right, yeah, mom and dad in the matching Donkey Kong ass hats. <laughs> we also have the T-shirts that we that we've seen, and um, these just like it looks like they just use this stock um, like. 2D kind of hand-drawn style of artwork that we've seen on Donkey Kong merchandise since 2018 or so. Right. Um, th- this is not anything special. Like, like there- there's one, there's a green t-shirt that's got Donkey, Diddy, DK Barrel, Bear ca- Barrel Cannon, and Banana Bunches just all all scattered about. You know, it- it- it's a fun-looking shirt, but... Uh, the, yeah. the, 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 the thing about that shirt is, I, I I look at that and I just think, I would like this, but I'm just not a fan of shirts that are just like graphics strewn about willy-nilly. Yeah, it looks like bed sheets. Exactly, yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with like doing a shirt design like that. It's just not the kind of shirt I would want to wear. Yeah, yeah, it, it's... It's honestly the type of childhood bed sheets that I wouldn't have even enjoyed as a child because I'd be like, <laughs> you know, eventually I'm going to grow up and I'm going to have sex in this bed. Eventually these sheets are going to be full of stains. Well, no, I'm I'm saying like I probably won't even have the chance to stain them if I keep these sheets. <laughs> Got a future proof. Oh, that's, that's where you go wrong, my friend. Now, as a t-shirt, it's no problem because it just pops right off. Yeah, you can just stain that all you want. <laughs> oh, Dustin, why are you so vile? Oh, you know me. God, tone it down. This is a family part. I'm, I'm not the one who brought up the Donkey Kong asshole hats. That's that's part of the canon, though. That's lore. <laughs> I guess that's true. I can't argue that. If this was a Banjo-Kazooie park, then we could talk about stains all the live long day, because that's part of Banjo-Kazooie canon, the tip-top suite. I I guess you're right. There's a time and a place. Really, honestly. 
We also have the Donkey Kong Country shirt, which uses the logo of the park with just uh, illustrations of Donkey and Diddy on them. I really do like this one, though. I might wear this as a souvenir shirt. I would get this, yeah. My thing is, I'm just not, like, a fan of, like, bright white shirts. No. But I think for something like this, I would, you know, I'd make an exception. It's nice. It's simple. Now, these shirts do pale in comparison to the fine t-shirts available right now at dkvine.com forward slash merchandise or just by searching for us on TeePublic. I, like... I, I don't think these hold a candle to our old school shirt, which is the Kong College shirt, or the, I, I don't know, the I Wish I Was the Walrus short, shirt, which is just uh, a, a terrific seasonal bit of festivity you can emblazon across your torso. But these are fine. Yeah, they get the job done. They're shirts with Donkey Kong on them. <laughs> I'm curious to see what else they will have when the park itself opens. Like, I want a Minecart Madness shirt. Oh, yeah, totally. That'd be great. I- I'm sure there'll be more options. I survived Tiki Tong's gargantuan monster hands. Get that on a shirt. <laughs> and fin- all I got was this wonderful t-shirt that I enjoy. Yeah. Finally, though, uh, and Traveler of the Stars already mentioned this, we have banana chips. It It, it makes sense. Yeah, just, it's a bag full of dried bananas that are lightly... I, I think these will be lightly sweetened, as most banana chips are. And uh, right. it's, it's, I, these are really fun because I like the design of the packaging. It's the artwork of Donkey Kong chomping down on a banana. Not the render. The the uh, the illustration, the hand-drawn illustration of Donkey Kong just going to town on a banana. And he's got banana goo on his face. And he's looking back at you like, what the hell are you looking at? Yeah, I'm trying to eat a banana here. Get out of here. Yeah, and even banana chips is just written in a very fun font. Um, Yeah, the N has a banana in it. Everything about this packaging is a winner, and I will be buying these. Probably because this is the only vegan snack I can consume out of this entire uh, collection here. And... Here's the thing. I love bananas. I, I'm like Traveler of the Stars. I love banana flavor. I love banana cream pie. I love banana pudding. I love... I can't eat the the Nilla wafers anymore because they have milk in them, but I loved the banana pudding with Nilla wafers. That was my favorite dessert Ooh. back in the day. Uh, give me, sound good. give me bananas and I'm a happy, happy little boy, but banana chips, I don't know. I, 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 I can eat them, but I can't just go to town on them. I can't just eat a whole bag right. and say, give me more. I, I eat a few and I'm like, all right, I'm good. I've had my fill. Yeah. So, but that, that being said, this is a very fun bag and I'll be buying them for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I I think I would. I I've never actually had banana chips. I've had bananas. Yeah, you're not missing much. <laughs> it's it's like every any dried fruit, right? You're like, "Ooh, that could right. be fun." And then you eat it and you're like, "I'd rather have the wet fruit." Yeah. I yeah. prefer wet, thank you. Yeah. Just like, you know, dry Bowser's fine as a as a concept, but I prefer wet Bowser. Yeah. Yeah. 
way to sum it up in a way I can understand. It's, it's just like I prefer, you know, Daddy in the theme park, but squirt him down with Ellie and give me Wet Daddy. <laughs> I'll take Wet Daddy every time. Drunch my daddy, Ellie. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy that T-shirt. Yeah. See, see, we got some ideas. Actually, you know what? I'm not even going to wait for the park. I'm going to put write that down right now. Hold on. <laughs> got, got, got to pull up. Got to pull up the document here. All right. Let, let me write down. Drunch my daddy, Ellie. And we can have like... Like the the little like water emoji, like you know that people use to, like to simulate ejaculate. I'm just saying, right. when this park opens on our merchandise shop, we will sell "Drunch My Daddy Ellie" as as a shirt. The perfect shirt for your wonderful day at the park. Even if Ellie is not incorporated, we'll still sell it. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. <sighs> That one's not going to sell, but I'm still going to make it. I have to now. <laughs> I promised it. Yeah, you can't back down. All right, Dustin. We're going to be talking about Donkey Kong Country quite a bit. And when I say Donkey Kong Country, I'm, I'm talking about the theme park, not just the games. We're going to be talking about Donkey Kong Country quite a bit in 2024, season 12 of the conversation. This will be one of the big flashpoints of the year just like this year had several arcs you know we had the super mario brothers movie arc you know where where a lot of the episodes right. around the release of that movie were themed around that movie topics were brought up like hey if you if if, if you saw the movie well here's the lore in the games behind this we, we had a lot of those episodes we had some events I, that was a fun event i i feel like the theme park will also drive the conversation of the conversation in similar ways. So we're going to be talking quite a bit about both the park and everything that it entails in the coming year. But I wanted to wrap yeah. up this episode by, I, I think, having a rallying cry, so to speak, because of all the discourse that this announcement this week, this reveal has opened up in the broader Nintendo fandom. And I want to speak to you as the world's preeminent independent Donkey Kong journalist. What hasn't surprised me about the park's unveiling from those who haven't been paying as much attention to the constant news stories and leaks over the past six years is that shock and surprise from people that they are doing a Donkey Kong expansion at all. Because I, yeah, I, I, I expected mean, it. I, I expected this, the, the, the usual, like, befuddlement from people who aren't just enveloped by our fan community. Right. I mean, this is old news to us, but it's not to everybody. No, no. If, if you haven't seen it, it's new to you. It's what they NBC used to say <laughs> to like promote their repeats. So true. Yeah. So when they first officially announced that the Donkey Kong expansion was indeed happening in September 2021, we, we heard the same thing then. Well, why does Donkey Kong deserve the theme park? Donkey Kong Country, that's a dead brand. 
and 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 we're getting that this week too like uh but tears of the kingdom was the game of the year according to the game awards why isn't it a hyrule park Kirby, Kirby has had 40 games since Donkey Kong had one. Oh, <laughs> oh, should have been Metroid. And I'm not, I'm not trying to, that, oh. I'm not trying to create a beef here. I'm not, I'm not trying to make people get at each other's throats. Like, I'm, this isn't me as a Donkey Kong fan saying, let's fight the Metroid fans. I'm not, I'm like this, this, I'm just talking about how certain uh, corners of Nintendo fandom have been processing this news because they view Donkey Kong as undeserving of getting this lavish theme park bestowed upon it when in their mind, Donkey Kong is this thing that was big in the 90s and is now just this ancillary part of the Super Mario brand. And that's not accurate. I don't like but, that. But that's not accurate. But that's how I think certain Nintendo fans do view it. Because from their perspective, they've only known a world where we get a Donkey Kong game once in a blue moon. Excuse me. Once in a punched moon. And... Oh, there you go. And then, you know, Donkey Kong just appears as this also ran in various Mario sports games and Mario parties. So, they don't get it. They don't understand what is happening here. And I I will say as somebody who does this on a daily basis, writes about the Donkey Kong universe day in and day out. I I don't take a day off to the detriment of my health. Uh, (laughs) You know, seeing this reaction is not surprising to me. It's surreal for me as a Donkey Kong Country fanatic for the, everything to get this much love in 2023 because I'm I, I'm used to as I said making my own kind of music I'm I'm used to sort of having to rally the fandom and and the community and get everyone excited about something that hasn't had a brand new standalone game for almost 10 years I'm used to it so to see all of this being done outside of our own purview, Seeing it being done by Nintendo and Universal, it's like, whoa, that's weird. You know, I, I'm I'm not having it to, is weird. I'm not having to get people excited about, you know, games that are 10, 15, 20, 25 years old. So yeah, it's still surreal to me. Um, but I'm also in the know, as you are, as our listeners are, like that this park was happening, that this was all coming. So to see the reaction from everyone, you know, I, I expected it, but I'm also kind of rolling my eyes. I'm like, well, yeah, but like this was all conf- like even the stuff that wasn't confirmed was basically known. Right. And you knew this right. was coming anyway. So why are you acting surprised when this was officially announced over two years ago? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, not everybody pays attention to every news story. I get it. Right. But, Dustin, we first started talking beyond just Super Nintendo World. We first start started talking about Nintendo's master plan for Donkey Kong. I, I'd say back in 2018 or so. 
And Wow, that long? Yeah. When I say master plan, I don't just mean the theme park. I'm talking about a multi-year effort to build the Donkey Kong brand back up to prominence. And this has been in the works for about five to six years. the, The start time is nebulous, but it included things that were a small start, like almost innocuous at first, like... Does that mean something? When they separated the Donkey Kong license for licensees, for uh, merchandisers, from the Super Mario brand. This was late 2017, early 2018 that they did this. But they're like, hey, Donkey Kong is its own IP now. If you if you want to license it, uh, it doesn't come pre-included with the Super Mario brand anymore you got to license donkey kong separately and that doesn't include everything like i think mario kart is its own brand so you can get some donkey kong stuff if you license mario kart as as a brand right donkey kong is included in that package right but specifically for that aside from a few pre-existing asset packs um that that were still um available to some licensees donkey kong is no longer part of like the super mario brand like there are exceptions being made, but if if you want to use just Donkey Kong, you can't just like license Mario anymore. Some of that merchandise is still kicking around from before that, but generally, overall, this this holds true. You will see a Donkey Kong logo on anything related to Donkey Kong now. Um, and that's that's yeah. a big change from where we were, um, even in the era of Donkey Kong Country Returns. So, this coincided, when, when they did this, this coincided with the time frame when the game Donkey Kong Freedom, being developed by Vicarious Visions, was scrapped. Uh, and, and, and go back and listen to the episode that we did on that game called Donkey Kong The Lost Years, um, where I go into the complete history of Donkey Kong Freedom, the game that was supposed to exist as the big Donkey Kong game on the Switch after Retro Studios moved on from Kong and uh, Vicarious Visions, who did Skylander Superchargers, showed Nintendo that, hey, they could could make Donkey Kong work in a 3D game. And Nintendo was like, well, nobody else is doing Donkey Kong right now. Would you like to do a Donkey Kong game? And they were like, yes. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. And then uh, <laughs> Activision was like, actually, actually, uh, we need you working on Destiny 2. And uh, whoops. Yeah. Donkey Kong Freedom ultimately was scrapped. And then this is when Nintendo made some hard decisions about Donkey Kong. And they were like, where Donkey Kong's been at since the rare buyout is unsuitable for where we want Donkey Kong to be as a brand. And we need to start treating it with the reverence we feel like it deserves. So this is when they purportedly made plans to develop Donkey Kong in-house. And I say purportedly just because that's the last I know about that project. 
uh, which we call Donkey Kong EPD. I've already discussed everything I know about Donkey Kong EPD. I don't know anything else. And, uh, like, it basically went beyond my field of vision, my uh, range of sources. It, 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 I, I hope it's still in development. I assume it's still <laughs> in development given everything else that we know. But, right. uh, you know, I can't say for sure if Donkey Kong is being carried home by EPD or if somebody else took over. I don't know. If it's a co-development, I don't know. I don't know. But I think it's safe to say a Donkey Kong game is definitely in the works. No matter where it got started, right. if it's still at EPD, if it's if it's being finished by another studio, I don't know. This is all just naked, rampant speculation on my part, so don't take any of it seriously. But... They started making the plans then, like, we need Donkey Kong to have a permanent home. We need a steady stream of Donkey Kong games at a reliable pace. And we can't keep reinventing Donkey Kong every time. Every Like, th- th- this is just nonsense. Donkey Kong has been adrift since 2002. Let's permanently change that. And this was then rapidly followed by... Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze getting its Switch release and Donkey Kong Adventure, uh, the expansion to Mario plus Kingdom, Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle getting, uh, announced and, and released, which I've said before that they were the stopgaps, uh, designed to give Donkey Kong a presence on the Switch. Uh, while a, right. new, it makes sense. Well, well, basically they had to start from scratch. Donkey Kong's next yeah. game. Um, and of course, that year we also got, 2018 was a big year, we got King K. Rule in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. And th- this was all kind of a, like, bam, 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 uh, like, multi-tiered approach to g- giving Donkey Kong some stability while it would be several years before we got the next game. And, you know, I, I-, I said, like, back when K. Rule was announced in Smash. Like, this this is kind of like the beginning of, of them reestablishing Donkey Kong as a brand, and it's just a multifaceted sort of uh, approach. And, you know, then we never got a Donkey Kong game. You know, pe- people assume um, that I, I was just a weirdo saying stuff, or that I was just lying. Like lying for engagement, lying for clicks, or that I well, well, I think the weirdo part's true. But well, I, I don't think of you as a liar. I'm fine. You're being, not a weirdo for those reasons. I'm fine being a weirdo. I I embrace it. But yeah, that part's great. So long as I'm not wearing a, a Mickey Mouse styled headband with Donkey and Diddy on it. Uh, like, I'm f- well, we'll see. I'm fine being a weirdo. I would wear the ass hat for sure. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I I know there there are people because it's been so long. They they think I was just lying about all of this, or that th- this is this one. Like, call me a liar, sure. I mean, it, it makes me a little angry, but call me a liar, sure. But the one I hate is, is when people say uh, DK Vine is succumbing to copium. And I don't know if you're familiar with. This I term. hate that term I, so much. I, oh, I'm familiar with it. I hate the term copian. And I think it's a term devised by people who really just want to wallow in cynicism 
And, and, and exactly, it's a very cynical term. They they want to have some sort of moral justification to wallow in cynicism. So whenever anybody's enjoying something they're not, or they're optimistic about something, they're like, "Oh, you're just you're just hitting the copium." It's the same thing. I also hate the term "member berries." Oh, from South Park. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I hate South Park, but I I, I hate the term "member berries" because <laughs> it makes it sound like all. Like, um, anything that references anything or anything that brings back anything is inherently bad. Oh, just member berries. Oh, oh. It's just the laziest kind of intellectual criticism towards them. You, you, you can. Well, it's not even original. No, no. It is just a term from South Park. Like, at least, like, copium sucks, but at least that didn't, like, come from something. (laughs) Right. But I feel like these are just catch-all terms designed to write off anything you don't like. Or 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 yeah. if you want to just get that dopamine hit, like I mentioned, because people do thrive on being angry. It, it, it's something yeah, you want to feel good about being negative about yeah. something. And, and I've seen this really ratchet up in recent years. I feel like we hit this point where cynicism wasn't like in vogue anymore and and uh like being optimistic and being positive was actually viewed as a positive. And now we've kind of. I don't know if it was like the political instability or the pandemic, but for whatever reason, now people just love being miserable little shits again. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I hear this like, Oh, you're just hitting copium. Donkey Kong's dead. Get bent and, uh, or, or get wrecked or whatever the fuck people say. Now I don't it's know. It's like, what do you, what do you gain from that? Yeah. So what's to be gained from saying that to someone? So I understand. And, and a large part of this is how people ran with this. Like, all, all, the, the whole package of everything we've been saying has been in the works for Donkey Kong since 2018. Uh, wh- what, what really happened was certain, uh, leakers listened to the conversation and ran with it as their own story and timed it right before an arbitrary E3. And and everybody thought that this, right. this meant that the announcement was, like, coming at that E3. Like, and then when it didn't, it was like, oh, that project doesn't exist. That's how it always is. Yeah, yeah. And and it's just like, it, it's not looking at, one, um, our, the sources which I trust. Two, the full scope of everything that's happening for Donkey Kong. I've always maintain that even if you do not believe our reporting even if you don't believe our sources look at the breadcrumbs follow that trail uh because everything they're doing for donkey kong does not add up if there is no future for the video games it doesn't make yeah, any you sense. You think they would do a big theme park for a dead series? And I understand like the big outlets have not run with Donkey Kong Freedom. Like, th- like that that whole story has kind of been glossed over and ignored because they don't respect old DK Vine over here. Uh, I stand by DK <laughs> Vine. I, I stand by DK Vine. I stand by our reporting. I stand by Donkey Kong Freedom 100%. It's the truth. Vicarious Visions was working on Donkey Kong Freedom. That's all I'm saying. But... Heil, thank you for telling me the truth here today. I respect you and I respect DK Vine. We do good work here at DK Vine. And uh, I, I, I say all of this. I say all of this because 
it was brought up in the calls and and i and i feel like it it's kind of hitting the point of the story where Mamie's going to start dawning on people. Maybe not. But 2023 was a seemingly quiet year from the outside looking in. It's like, oh yeah, you still don't have a Donkey Kong game. Oh yeah, uh, I still don't have a Platonic game. Oh yeah, still no word for Banjo-Kazooie. And, and it's just Sea of Thieves updates. And uh, wasn't Rare working on Everwild? Whatever happened to Everwild? <laughs> but for being such a seemingly dormant year in the DKU, let's, let's look at let's look at what happened, Dustin. We had the Super Mario Brothers movie. Okay. We had a Super Mario Brothers movie uh-huh. serve as kind of a backdoor pilot for a Donkey Kong movie, or at the very least, helping to reintroduce. Donkey Kong and Cranky Kong to families around the world. Maybe introduce it to them for the first time ever. Hey, here's Donkey Kong. Here's Cranky Kong. Yeah, his dad and, and a super su- a super successful movie of that. Yeah, lots of people saw them. Yeah, uh, we have the Lego Donkey Kong sets. Now that, that I, I feel like people have already forgotten about the Lego Donkey Kong sets, and I'm like, hey, Lego Donkey Kong sets, they exist. They're out there. Uh, Believe me, if I had the money, I would definitely buy all of them. We have the multi-million dollar theme park upon us. Yeah, they don't they don't just hand those out. No. And and I think, you know, we've been talking about the park for six years now. And the park is now real. The park is now uh, like about to launch in Japan. And uh, it's all actually existent, maybe with the exception of Ellie. Hopefully, Ellie is there. Hopefully. Drunch my daddy, Ellie. <laughs> but the, the park is going to be exactly what we've been saying it's going to be. And it's not just our reporting, you know, it, it, but we, we have been the ones kind of beating this bongo by the animatronic Rambi. Since 2017. And so, of course, there's going to be a game to back this up. Uh, that's of the, course. that's the whole point of having a theme park to begin with. So, if one more person, Dustin, says, how can there be a Donkey Kong game when Retro is developing Metroid Prime 4? I'm gonna lose it. I, I try to keep cool. I try to keep uh, a laid-back persona that's that's kind and welcoming. But if I hear that one more time, I'm going to snap. Because <laughs> I, I'm so tired of the mentality of certain people, I'm calling them people, online that, uh, that think like, they, they, they are incapable of thinking outside of the box and they, they can only think in terms of Nintendo has done this and that is the way Nintendo will always do it. And then Nintendo does something different and then the reality shifts around them and they're like, oh yeah, Nintendo does that too. And it's like, there, there's no, there's no <laughs> actual learning or logic going on. It's like, oh, Retro's not doing Donkey Kong Country. That doesn't mean nobody's doing Donkey Kong. It just means Retro's not doing it. 
Yeah, you guys, you guys listening to this can't see this, but me from over here on my half of the room, I can see Heil has a gigantic vein just throbbing away as he says this. <laughs> well, <laughs> the less said about that, the I better. I won't say where. No, I again, like, let's wait for Donkey Kong <laughs> Country After Dark to talk about which vein is throbbing. <laughs> the big vein. Uh, but the Donkey Kong series, the Donkey Kong Country brand, and I said before, the Donkey Kong brand is Donkey Kong Country going forward. Remember when I said that? Right. I, I was right. I was right. Oh, I remember, yeah. Kyle. It's finally positioned to be one of the most important players in Nintendo's portfolio once again. I th- This last 21 years, this 21-year odyssey, no pun intended, of Donkey Kong couch surfing studios after the rare buyout is hopefully at its end and i do think visiting donkey kong country at super nintendo world will really make the little tykes of the world want to go out and play a donkey kong game because the demand is about to be there like it's never been there before and Nintendo is definitely going to be stepping up the fillet and they're already stepping up the fillet cuz there's a game in development people um, none right. of this would exist if they intended to leave it dead and buried, which I don't know why. Yeah, that just doesn't make any sense. And I think the only reason people assume that is because if you grew up in the GameCube era, then you're just not used to Donkey Kong being necessarily a heavy hitter, right? And, right. And so the story of Donkey Kong these past 21 years has been just been one of very unique circumstances and poor timing. The The rare buyout was a unique thing to have happened to a major brand. And yeah. the poor timing coincides with things like Retro Studios, um, Tropical Freeze coming out on the Wii U, and, and like... A lot of little things, but it's basically just been the inability to have a stable home since Donkey Kong's stable home was bought by the competition. But Donkey Kong has always had a champion at Nintendo, and that champion is Donkey Kong's creator, Shigeru Miyamoto. So this is all Miyamoto's design. This is all of his doing. And... I firmly believe we are about to enter a new golden age for the franchise. And Donkey Kong Country in Osaka and Orlando is but the herald of things to come. This has been a File 2 production. Oh man, that's some good copium, Dustin. <laughs> oh, I'm so optimistic about Donkey Kong. Oh, Donkey Kong has got such a good future ahead of it because I'm on copium right now. <laughs> Hand some of that over here. You want some of my copium, Dustin? Oh yeah, take a hit of my copium. That's some good copium. That's some good copium. Qué rico.